What's up everyone? It is JDF the Green Ranger and you are listening to the Power Trip. It's morphin' time. Lisa! I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. And we're finishing our journey through the Power Rangers franchise. In today's episode, we're discussing Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. about dang time you showed back up uh you know what marchan kiss my <laughs> really really I, I will i refuse to kiss the dragon dagger sir i refuse i'm just no. saying i've been running this show solo basically for the, a month the, the, the dragon dagger is not what you is not what you got to worry about like that's that's you don't have to worry about the dragon dagger like the dragon dagger has no interest in you sir we get it it's the size of a sword right it's also a euphemism for my penis. <laughs> I figured that that was coming, but anyway, but anyway, <laughs> here I thought I was going to have to do the finish this show without you, and then you decided to show back up. Do you really? Do you really think on Godzilla's green earth that I was going to let you finish this damn show by yourself? No, sir. Just because I took a little sabbatical. Uh, <laughs> Does it mean I was going to abandon you and the listeners with attitude? Come on. I, I mean, we can't talk about it, but people would understand. People, I, you know, I was thinking, I was actually thinking about this earlier today before we recorded. Um, if not that, not that, not that everything that's been going on behind the scenes is all terrible, but there have been some, there have been some uh, things going on behind the scenes that are just irrelevant to the show that, that we had to deal with, um, uh, and which kind of mucked up everything. So, which we'll um, talk about some other time. Yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. We'll we'll talk about that some other time. No, 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 awesome. no, no, no. We we have to. We got we got to talk about our last Power Ranger season. Does it not feel bittersweet that this is the last Power Ranger season for a while? Especially since we're going to have to hurt some feelings because this is not quite what I would have wanted to end the, our podcast. <laughs> well, you know, Marchand, we, when we were told that we were going to be getting a 30th season of Power Rangers and it was supposed to wrap up 30 years of lore... Um, I would, it's probably safe to say that the expectations were really high. Yeah. So as if people have been following uh, us on the Twitters and on our Power Rangers Legacy Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, please join. Um, you probably know where we're going to land on Cosmic Fury. <laughs> But but I will say I will say we will give it a fair discussion. We're we're going to give it a fair shake. We're going to give it a fair discussion. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and then you know there might be a rant master or two thrown in there. Um, 
Um, you know, somebody in this call may have requested one, which is kind of funny. Maybe, 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 maybe. And there might be, maybe a musical number by meat Chrome might actually, um, like, so we should have meat Chrome do our new theme song. Maybe. Well, yeah. If, if, if this wasn't the, if this wasn't the last episode, I would, if this wasn't the last, wait, wait, but meat Chrome, you mean like, Slipknot for little kids is <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Basically, if if Kids Bop did Slipknot, then yeah. <laughs> if there's the de- oh, damn it, I wish we were doing funny episode title. If kid if if Kids Bop did Slipknot, well, that's that's <laughs> maybe too, we should just for the heck of it. <laughs> that's too perfect. That is too perfect. But, <laughs> Kids Bop did Slipknot. <laughs> then, I'm trying to look up. I, I know. I'm like, what are Oh, okay. The, the perfect one. The one to really do would be psychosocial. Psychosocial. Yeah, I, I don't listen to Slipknot all that much. Before. I haven't listened to honestly. I haven't listened to Slipknot in years, so I couldn't. I could. I couldn't honestly tell you what's in their catalog. I mean, their their percussion instruments are literally a dude banging trash cans, and he so he does it maybe like. Ten times a song, so he he literally he's just standing there waiting for his cue, waiting for his cue, and then he just keeps waiting anyway. Or maybe their music is just trash. Who knows? Maybe no offense, no offense to all the Slipknot. I I, 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 I used to work with a guy who liked Slipknot. I'm just saying. It just never was. Honestly, it just never, that genre of music never was my thing. But yeah, but now you have Meat Chrome. But now I have Meat Chrome. <laughs> and speaking of something that is my thing, which is Power Rangers, um. Uh, before we, uh, I, that's a really weird transition, but I'm going to leave it in anyway. Uh, we've got a little bit of housekeeping, Nathan, before we get into the, the, the meat, chrome and potatoes of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Also a possible episode title. (laughs) (laughs) So we do, we, we have a little bit of housekeeping now, granted, we have not been great at doing the housekeeping thing the last few episodes because things have just been a little weird. Um, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll set aside some time, uh, in the wrap up episode for, uh, for, uh, for, for that. But, uh, we did get a new podcast review from our friend Z Stevenson one one zero one. So is he Zed Stevenson? Hmm. I'm going to say either Zordon, it's either Zordon Stevenson or Zed Stevenson. We're going to go with Zed Stevenson because, you know, Zed was the only character in the show that I cared about. So, um, wow. I I was thinking it was because I was going with the idea that in the rest of the world outside of America, the letter Z is called Zed. You're thinking too much. Stop thinking so much. Um, you brought me back to the wrong podcast, sir. <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. Apparently, listen, apparently we take things way too seriously on this show, Nathan. Did you oh, know that? Yes, yes, yes. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, well, we're sorry, guys. We've only spent what about like if you put all two. of the episodes back to back about three days or, or so. But three days straight of content on a franchise that's really just a 30-minute toy commercial for Americans based on a Japanese 30-minute toy commercial. (laughs) If you want to piss me off faster than using the it's just a kid show line, give me the it's just a toy commercial line. I'm not hitting the Ramp Master button yet. 
No, I, that, that doesn't. That's going to have to come up at some point because that, do, that, that doesn't deserve that. That doesn't deserve that. And you know what? In all seriousness, like we're, you know, we're, we're picking, but to each I mean, their come, own, like, I mean, come on, each their own, we, had, we had to make a defense on the monsters with attitude because you asked the question when we, cause you, you ran Well, it was mostly you, but you know, we were you know, on there to talk about power Rangers for the 30th anniversary. And you asked, well, why do you think the franchise has lasted as long as they had? And all, and our friends just said the toys and we're like, wow, you guys are so cynical. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it though. I get it. Why the, I get it, but let's, uh, that's actually a discussion I kind of want to have later. Right. Uh, right. For, I've, for I've the, dug it the, up. I shouldn't have dug it up. I'm sorry. You, you, you should not have dug it up. I, I but I do want to have, I do want to save room, maybe not in this episode, but for our right. actual, like our wrap up conversation. Cause we are going to do a wrap up conversation. Yeah. We'll talk more about um, that at the end of this one, because we, we got we to get through stuff. Right, right. Which will be more of an open discussion. I think mm-hmm. it's not going to be super structured. This is unlike what this show is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more. It's going to be the. It's going to be the structure you guys you guys know and love. But before we get into that, we got to read this podcast review. So um, we got a little distracted there for, uh, with uh, with with everything else. So from Z Stevenson, <laughs> Z Stevenson one hundred and one uh, sent us a, uh, five-star review on Apple podcasts and it reads dear Michael and Nathan. Thank you for putting my name first. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, wow. That ego will just eat anything. Won't it? No comment. Anyway. So the, re- the, re- <laughs> the, re- the, re- the review goes like this. I just started listing about a month ago. Well, you have a lot to catch up on. Um, <laughs> This podcast is so entertaining. It, it's all I it's all I can listen to right now. I have been a Power Rangers fan for what feels like my entire life. Uh, keep up the great work. Added added bonus. Turbo is my favorite series to date. So all I have. To, I will not and, take and, your bait, sir. <laughs> and and Stephen and and Z Stevenson did not say this, but I'm just going to say this now, Nathan. Suck it, Nathan. Um. So, Turbo You'd like is that, my wouldn't you? <laughs> so, t- Turbo is my favorite is my favorite series to date. It might be the nostalgia because the, because that's In the, the first series I because that's the first series I remember watching. Plus, to see a kid ranger as a kid as, to see a kid ranger as a kid was like, wow, I can be a ranger too. And, 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 uh, anyway, I appreciate you guys making me feel like a kid again. Thank you both. And may the power protect you. Uh, sincerely Zach. Well, thank you, Zach for that. So that's uh, what the Z stands for. Yeah. Do you know hip hop? I have to know. Can you write us a follow up and tell us if you know hip hop keto? I don't think it's, and you can use that to, to confuse the Sentinels. That would be great. I don't think I don't think that's and that's that's a cheesy joke. We're going to move on now. Anyway, um wow, here I am trying to give an awesome compliment to one of our listeners and you're completely derailing it. Would you expect anything less? Well, I keep forgetting that you're basic and your favorite villain is Lord Zed. Uh, I have missed making fun of you. <laughs> and I you know what? That's and that's totally fair. That's totally fair. It's uh, it's just a shame that Cosmic Fury kind of made him look like a prick. But, you know, that's beside the point. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. 
I don't think prick is the right word that you're looking for here because let's be honest, he's by definition cuck. a prick. Like cuck made him look like there. A cuck. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> or pansy, <laughs> pansy, uh, neutered him. You know, it's like it's like I'm, I'm having flashbacks. This I'm I'm having flashbacks to the latter half of season two all over again. Um, <laughs> But Nathan, I know we got a lot. I know, I know we got a lot of ground to cover as per the usual. But before we can do that, we still have to do one thing. And that one thing is we have to read the epic plot synopsis. Cue the epic rock music. Lord Zed is taking over the universe. Of course. The Dino Fury Rangers battle the Emperor of Evil's forces on planet Zordnia, where Zed captures the Morphin Masters and energy tubes, turns Ollie evil, and casts Zato into the far reaches of space. Even worse, he destroys Dino Henge, depriving the Rangers of their connection to the Morphin Grid. But thanks to the timely intervention of Billy Cranston, the remaining Rangers receive new powers and swords. Now as Earth falls to Zed, our heroes must locate Zato, find allies, save Ollie, free the Morphin Masters, and deal with their new status quos. So, okay, <laughs> I'm deb- I'm debating on whether I'm debating I on if I button ready for you. I know, uh, I know you do. Uh, you have always had the option. You've always had the option. I I know, and I'm I'm debating on whether I want to ease my way into hurting some people's feelings, <laughs> or if I just want to go and just ri- and just go straight for the jugular, uh, 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 um, the bandaid off, or just rip the bandaid off, <laughs> right? So, or or just rip. Rip the rip the bandaid off faster than Javi got his arm ripped off or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, we need oh opinions. Wait, so okay. many opinions. Uh, listen, we'll oh. we'll get we'll we'll get there, but that had I'm telling you, I am telling you. We are the more we well, talk about this, the closer I think we're getting to like Turbo and Operation Overdrive and Megaforce and Samurai, like all of them. Maybe, maybe, well, that might be a little mean. Maybe more like Ninja Steel, but still, you know, know. just one thing. I'll add one thing, and we'll expand on this later. Um, Ollie and Ollie, uh, Javi getting his arm ripped off had the emotional weight of a paperclip. Um, so we'll get into it. We we will get into it. First off, let's just, let's get the background information just out of the way. Sure. So that we can really get into the meat, into the meat, chrome and potatoes of this. All right. All right. I I am going to have to make the jokes to get through this. All right. So this is by far the most recent Power Rangers, anything we have talked about. We are. Mm What so this what we are four days out from uh, as of this recording four days out from it coming out. Yes, we are recording. hmm? Yeah, we're recording this on a Monday. It came out on Friday, Tuesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. Shoot, Jesus, this week's been all over the place. We're recording this on a Tuesday, so it came out on a Friday. Friday, ten episodes released September twenty ninth, twenty twenty three on Netflix. Worldwide release, none of the weirdo international spoilers mm-hmm. made specifically for streaming. So it's the first of its kind, but it's also probably going to end up being the last of its kind as well. <laughs> it's based on Uchu Sentai Q Ranger, 
Mm-hmm. I said that right, which means Space Squadron Nine Ranger. However, and I, in their defense, I know I heard people complaining about this, but in their defense, yes, they only use the mecha footage. This is not the first time they've done this. No, it is not. You Mighty Morphin Seasons 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. It wasn't only mecha footage, but it was primarily mecha it footage. Was they ma- also it was all- some of the monster footage when they weren't fighting rangers. Right. Yes. Okay. So it it is it is very it it is in a lot of respects a throwback to some previous seasons but then a, a lot of but also Cosmic Fury in its own right did a lot of unique things for the franchise. This we'll is true it. and w- and we will get into that. However, the Q Ranger suits are better. Anyway, w- uh, but according I'm, to w- You're not wrong. Yeah, but according <laughs> to Wikipedia there is quote unquote minimal costume and prop elements from Dubutsu Sentai Ryu Soldier. That's because they're using the the Dino Fury suits for the first two episodes. And the right. co- this one, I I I want to know where they got these because it didn't mm-hmm. e- elaborate on this. But supposedly they have little bits from Kaito Sentai Lupin Ranger versus. Okay, Satsu Sentai Pato Ranger? Pot Ranger? Mm. Huh? Yeah, Lupin versus Pato Ranger, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Where? <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't I I, I don't know. I'm not I mean it's Wikipedia, so Well, I I I'm not gonna pretend to know because I haven't watched Lupin versus yeah. Pato Ranger. I yeah, so. I would just it could, if someone could please help me with that. I didn't see anything. It was funny trying to make notes for this episode because the <laughs> The Ranger Wiki article for the show was literally being built over the weekend. So I'd have to check for updates because I'm like, who is the voice actor for this character? Oh, you don't have a page for them yet. Well, dang. (laughs) Uh, You're not helping. Anyway. Right. It was just funny. So anyway. I was just going to say, so there's, there was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of uniqueness. Uh, there was a lot of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not uniqueness, but there was a lot of, um, uh, so there was a lot of things that made Cosmic Fury special in terms of what they, what Hasbro and the team attempted to do on their own instead of relying right. so heavily on on Toei and, and that kind of which, outside of the mecha stuff, which Simon, Simon Bennett was making comments along those lines with, I think a month oh. leading up to the show's release. Oh. We well, will well, we'll get to, most we'll, of that for a later discussion, not in this episode, but in another one, because I we'll, think we need we'll, to unpack them. We'll get to old Benny boy. Don't worry. Yeah. Benny boy. Benny boy. We'll get, to, we'll get the old Benny boy. Don't Benny worry. boy, Benny boy. All right. So this was billed and I'm still trying to figure out how much of this was on the creator and studios part. And how much of this was just fan interpretation? Because I'm really starting to wonder, but this was billed as the final season of the original TV continuity. And mm-hmm. it was the last one produced by entertainment one. E one. Yeah. Yeah, it's also the last Power Ranger production to be filmed in New Zealand. Yep. And as we already joked, it was originally pitched just as 
a third season of Dino Fury, but the name was changed for what I read here. And I think you've, we've since learned some more information changed for marketing purposes. And it was a decision by Hasbro because Dino Fury was well-received. So, so Hasbro, so Hasbro had, was mucking around behind the scenes of this show as Hasbro do and as any large corporation do. So we learned through a interview that Simon Bennett had with some uh, um, colleagues, some fellow Ranger creators on Twitter, uh, on Twitter spe- or podcasters X, whatever. I, it's hard. It's, it's really weird calling it X. X so, space. X space. <laughs> Instead of SpaceX, it's X space. Um, so anyway, what? How much you willing to bet Elon Musk did that just for that joke? That seems like a very Elon Musk thing to do. Anyway, you it, it it does. He's the, he's the he's the master troll at this point. Um, <laughs> but but so we learned through you know listening to an interview with some other podcasters and Simon Bennett that. Hasbro was kind of mucking around with things behind the scenes. So uh, Cosmic Fury was referred to as Dino Fury Season 3 internally, but it was changed to Cosmic Fury because Hasbro liked the marketing spin that um, Cosmic Fury had over, over Dino Fury. So which to a degree, understanding the business a little bit with, with my own job, I understand why that's why they did that. And I don't have a, I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but the problems I had with it are come wait, from other Wait, Oh, you don't have a problem with the, with the decision for, I, for the market. I don't, I don't have a problem with the decision of the name change for the marketing. No, no, no. Okay. No. I don't have a problem with, I don't have a problem with that at all. I, my problems with Hasbro and what they did come from other areas. So we also learned that Netflix was very much on board with doing a 20 episode season, which presumably would have fleshed a lot of stuff out more than what we got. So from what I understood, from what I understood about the conversation, just listening and kind of gauging context, um, from what I understood, Netflix wanted to do a 20 episode season, but to do so both, but Netflix didn't want to fit the bill for all 20 episodes. They wanted to split the bill with Hasbro. So Hasbro did not want to do that. So this, so Cosmic Fury was completely funded by Netflix, but, and that's the reason why it's only 10 episodes is because that's how many episodes Netflix was willing to do themselves and they were hoping that Hasbro would pick up the slack and produce and pay for another 10 episodes to kind of help round everything out. Well, Hasbro was not right. willing to do that. And so we ended up with 10 episodes as a Netflix exclusive. Right. Now, a couple of things come to mind. First off, not the first time something like this has happened. No, it's not. No. I Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, anyone? Uh, right. Also, Super Dino Ninja Fury Force. There, I made the joke. <laughs> there. <laughs> We're continuing that. Here's the thing. Power Rangers has always had to fight against budget restrictions. Mm-hmm. Even at its, well, as time went on in the original Saban era, that became less of an issue. They still ran into it. But it became mm-hmm. less of an issue. 
Right. The I think a better comparison to what we're seeing now with a mega corporation basically denying the money would be the Disney era. There is one, what I think is one key difference that I don't know if we want to get into now or save it for later. Well, I'm just going to throw this out here just because I'm feeling like hurting some feelings. I think that Disney was a much better steward of the franchise than Hasbro has been. Based on how Cosmic Fury turned out, or are you looking back on everything Hasbro has done? I'm looking back on everything Hasbro has done in terms of its media, not necessarily the toys, not necessarily the toys, but I think that I think that Disney handled the franchise. Now, granted, we we've talked about this. If you go back and listen to season one of the show, you know, there were some really high peaks and some really low valleys. And and Disney at points was just like, why don't you just dub the Sentai? But the difference is, and I don't know if this, I don't know if this conversation is, is particularly warranted for this episode or if we need to talk about it later, because I feel like there's a lot we could dig into. I think but we I should will, probably save it for a follow-up episode. Well, you're, you know what I'm going to say because you and I've talked about it. I think that I, my opinion is, I think Disney was a better steward of the franchise because they had a team of people working for them that knew how to do more with less. They also had people who carried over from Daddy Saban. Bon. From Daddy Saban, right. Yeah, who, who were right. passionate, truly passionate about what they were doing. Right. Think, now, I think, I'm, Which I think their passion is what separates past seasons with budget issues from what right. we see here. Right. So even even at even at even during the Disney area, even during the Disney era where budgets were getting slashed and all this stuff was going on, I still think that the team that worked on Power Rangers at that time still knew how to manage the franchise way better. Um, and I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not, what I'm not, let me tell you what I'm not saying, listeners with attitude. What I'm not saying is I don't think, I'm not saying that I don't believe that Becca Barnes and Simon Bennett and the rest didn't care because they obviously cared about the job they did, but to them, it felt like it was just a job and they didn't necessarily have the passion they probably had the they had i'm sure they had the passion for like writing and producing good content but they didn't necessarily have the passion for the actual ip they were working on and that and that and that honestly opens up a whole other it does it does and like i said we will save that for later because i have a lot to say about that personally as you know as a fan and as a writer and as you know a lot of things but I know just in case any of you are thinking about this, they're like, but what about what's it always? You guys said the day was top tier. Two words, Jackie Marchand. Clearly Jackie they Marchand listened to her. I think Jackie Mar- is the X yeah. factor. And yeah, we were, we really liked beast morphers, but again, mm-hmm. that started with daddy Saban. That and started with Saban to Hasbro. Right. It was started with Saban. It was passed on to Hasbro. What I'm assuming has what I'm assuming happened with Beast Morphers was the plan was already laid out 
And Hasbro just needed to execute on the plan. So like the plan was already there. I'm like, sure the, some things changed and things. Oh were, yeah. Because sure. you know, we talked about that in the Beast Morphers episodes because we're like, why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you do that? When we get to the last handful of episodes, but beside the point, beside the point that I think is, as you and I have been talking about this in the lead up to this recording, we think that we've, that is basically where we've landed, that that is the difference here. That's why we just weren't feeling it <laughs> when we were watching this. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think this show was as good as Dino Fury. I don't know. It's going to be a hot take for people. No, I know that's going to be a big hot take for people, but I, I'm just, I, I don't think that's going to be, I don't think that's as hot a take as you think it is. Cause I, I've it, seen it really depends on who you talk to because the reception to this has just, be, it's, it's been, been very, in, it's been very inconsistent. There are some people who dote on it. There are, and there are people who are like, this is trash. Your friend Joe flat out said in our group, this is trash. And well, other people Joe, are just like, eh, it's the textbook definition of, of well, mixed reception. Well, it's the textbook definition of playing it safe and we'll get there. Too. Wait, yeah, I'm going to be okay. Here you go. If I was to describe these 10 episodes in three words, it would be safe, teasing and subversive. And I know it doesn't make sense. How can something be safe and subversive at the same time? S stick around. You'll understand. We'll understand. We're we're still on. We're still we still got a little ways left in the journey for you guys to to figure that. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Is there any more background information we need to go over? Can um, we jump into. There, let's let's go the, ahead and jump. Let's go ahead and jump into it because the background information the the background information on on how this show was produced and some of the commentary from Simon Bennett. I kind of want to save it for that for that closing discussion because I think that it I think that it plays more so into like how we view franchises, how we view these things as a whole, mm -hmm. not, and we can, and we can talk about it outside of even the context of Cosmic Fury. Right. Right. All right. So as per usual, we start with the theme song. This was written and composed by Bert Stellan, who is also the composer for this series. And fun fact, this is the first theme since RPM, where the word go is not in the lyrics. It's not present. Yeah. And it's not there, which really surprises me. And it's the first since RPM to not retune Go Go Power Rangers. And I'm thinking back on it. I was like, <laughs> I know Neo. No, because I'm like, I know Charge didn't reuse it. No. So uh, I, I think the Ranger Wiki is wrong there. But regardless, <laughs> the other thing is that. Hmm? I was going to say, I'll, I might have to go back and before I give a definite yes to that answer, I probably should have went back and and listened to some of the more recent themes past RPM, but I don't have time to do that in this recording, but right. I'm just going to say I'm, there's a lot, if I'm, rem I'm trying to remember, and I don't think I'm trying to remember Warfers did either. I'm trying to, uh, other than using no, the line, go, go power Rangers, but maybe i don't remember honestly I, I i don't remember i want to say you're right on on beast morphers and dino charge but i don't necessarily recall at this time yeah I, either that or like i said it's just uh, i have a different definition of quote-unquote retuning the other right. thing to know about this is that it is 
very similar to the Dino Fury theme. So it's very modern, very techno. There's not a whole lot to add to it that we didn't say about the Dino Fury theme when we talked about well, Dino it, Fury, just because of how the lyrics are different. They're so similar that we literally at the top to intro this episode, we just use the Dino Fury. We just, yeah. Part also, as far as we know, Neil Stenson hasn't done a Cosmic Fury cover yet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I said, the lyrics are a little bit different. They're kind of rhymey. What is it like? You know, something about flying into space to save the human race and blah, blah, blah. You know, something, something, something. Yeah. yeah. Something, something. Yeah. yeah. The song's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's I mean, okay. I it's way too short. I don't like 30 second intros. I'm sorry. Bring yeah, back you, uh, hashtag bring back 60 second intros. Or yeah, go you, really nuts and do what animes do. They have 90 second intros. Ooh. Well, you, well, you and I weren't the biggest fan of um of Dino Fury's theme either. So yeah, for this just to be just basic okay. for them to for this just to be a, a carbon copy, like we we were just pretty largely. To it's not entirely a carbon copy, but it's largely a carpet close enough close it's, enough. it's close, close enough. enough got a we got a auto-tune dude singing it and eh, eh. i mean it's not the worst theme song the franchise has had looking at you operation overdrive with your hello fellow kids rap <laughs> <laughs> hello fellow kids oh god <laughs> that's one thing I, you know I, I think that's one thing i'm gonna miss about this franchise is just Looking back on, uh, and we'll, you know what? I'll save that. I'll save it. Save it. I'll save, save it. Save it. Do you have it. any thoughts on the theme song, or can we just move on? Because it's just, let's just, it's, let's just, just it's basically a remix of Dino Fury. Yeah, let's just move on. I'm All right, we're moving on. So we're going to talk about the Rangers. But before we get into the characters, because we're basically getting the same cast that we had in Dino Fury. So we're probably going to breeze through the characters of relatively quickly. But we need to park on these suits. Do we have to? I, okay. So, so, so should I hit the button? No, not for this. this uh, is, it's not okay. Worth. Okay. It's not All right. I, I will preface this by saying, I don't think these are technically the worst power ranger costumes we've seen. No, I think lost galaxy suits are worse than this. <laughs> I just don't like the Charlie. I don't like the Charlie Brown Chevron. <laughs> But at least they have some. But at least they have something on the midsection to fill it. At least they have personality. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I'm trying to think. What is it? What's another one I could point to that I can say for sure is worse? Uh, we were. I don't believe we were super high on Jungle Fury suits all that much. We like the power ups though. We like the power up versions, but like not the versions. not the not the main ones. Not the. Yeah. Main ones. We I don't know. Maybe these are in contention for worst power <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't call it the. Wor- I, I'm not going to go on the lint. I'm not going to go out and say that they're the worst because there are ones that I don't. There. There are ones that I prefer less than than the than the Cosmic Fury suits, and then there are ones that I obviously prefer more than the Cosmic Fury. Well, well, and here's uh, the thing: these are original suits. It's not the first time that the franchise has done nope. this. It doesn't happen real- very often. And to be honest, the only one I can think of immediately offhand that was completely original to Power Rangers was Titanium Ranger, and Titanium Ranger is leaps and bounds ahead of these suits. 
Oh, absolutely. It's leaps yeah. and bounds. The problem I have with this, the helmets are fine. The helmets yeah. are fine. They're basically just recycling the Dino Fury, Reeve Soldier, whatever helmets. With some, with there's some, some slight modifications. With some slight the modifications. Yeah. The issue that you run into are the bodysuits. And I think my the issue that I have, I know people were flipping out about the fake muscles that were on there. Hmm. You're talking to a guy who reads plenty of comic books, watched a lot of comic book movies. You know, fake muscles, air quotes up to the mic, are a thing. I don't really care about that. What I didn't like was how phony it looked. It literally looks like foam. Like, it just looks like foam. But here's the thing. I think the intention was that this was supposed to be a muscle curus, like you would see on a Roman centurion. Like a breastplate. Yeah, well, no, but yeah, a breastplate, but it's but a muscle curious, it was specifically designed to look like this hyper masculine musculature that right. you know it was meant to be intimidating. It was you know, and I think that's what they were going for because you can tell us what it is because there is there's a very clear seam on this thing. It's clearly, like I said, it's a muscle curious. It's not meant to literally be the you know, mm-hmm. the ranger's actual muscles. Okay. Right. It's it, so I get what they were going for. The, pr- the problem that I have is that other than their gauntlets and their helmets and that cr- and however, basically everybody has a has a dragon shield in this. Mm-hmm. It looks so plain. They mm-hmm. if you didn't tell me, I would have swore these were these were bootleg rangers. Like, well, there are rangers there are bootleg so- force. I mean. There, there are certain there. I will say this: there are certain ones that look better than others. So, for I, yeah, for, exa- I, for example, for example, um, Javi's suit, the Black Ranger, and Ollie's suit, the Blue Ranger, look good. Look, they look fine. Evil in, Ollie in or cosmic both. or cosmic well, fury Ollie? Because uh, evil Ollie's got a better suit than all of them. Oh hell yeah! Oh, absolutely. Evil, Evil. Uh, I, I, like if I was Ollie, I'd be like, I turned good for this, <laughs> right? I turned back oh, no. good for this. No, no, no. Evil Ollie's Evil Ollie suit is heads and tails better than all. Right, right. No, I think the one out of the actual rate, like if you look at the actual Cosmic Fury suits, I think the honestly the only one who I think wears it well is Zato. Zato, uh, you know, I I'll think, honest, honestly, I'll, it's because the cape gives it. I know you don't like capes, but the cape actually makes this thing fill out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It gives it much needed flourish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, and this has, and this really has nothing to do with the suits itself. But I think the reason why I think Javi's works so well is the bionic arm. The bionic right? arm. The bionic. Arm. It gives the bionic, it more color, and it makes it asymm- asymmetrical. Right. So it makes it look like he's got like a little piece of armor on his arm, but it's, it's, it's his prosthetic, of yeah. course, but I think it looks better in that combination mm-hmm. than in the rest. And I will give you, so I will concede that Zato's cape does add something to it, right? It does add something to it, but even, even Zato's, even with like, even Zato's suit is not great. Oh, it's like, still it's still incredibly plain. It's just that the cape gives it, like I said, more volume and flourish. 
Personally, personally, I think the worst one of the lot is Ion. Since his his sleeves are a completely different color, and I know they're trying to carry over his color scheme from Dino Fury, but mm. it just draws attention to how obvious a piece of foam <laughs> that breastplate yeah. is. And it's every time I look at it, I'm like, stop it, stop it. You're distracting me because mm. these completely different colors just, I just, are just not working. And then you put those suits up against Billy. In his classic MMPR, we get a we get a Dino Charge Ranger in this, and his suit looks infinitely better. You know, like there are other Rangers who show up on screen, and we get to see their costumes. And when they're next to these new suits, they just it looks so boring. I yeah, the Dark Ranger from Dino Charge is is a that's a pretty stellar looking suit. Yeah, and, like even, it, and we'll get they, into that a little bit more later, but still. Yeah, and again, he, like, and then you compare this to the Q-Ranger suits, night and day. Give me the Q-Ranger suits over these every oh, day of the week. Q, oh, the Q-Ranger suits are phenomenal, and they're, and they're incredibly... I watched a little bit of Q-Ranger earlier this week just to kind of get familiar with, like, the premise of that, um, that show. Um, and the Q Ranger suits are gorgeous. The Q Ranger because they're 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 um, they're constellation themed, and it's just they're they're just gorgeous suits. They're just incredibly gorgeous suits. These, uh, you know, and I was hoping, were, and they were made this way because it's easier to make toys, right? So I was I. And, they, was, and again, that was a Hasbro decision. The creators actually wanted more detailed suits. Now I get it. It's I, possible to over-design, but when you hit yes, that sweet spot. We've, because we've seen some really over-designed suits before. Yeah. Like we, we've seen some. But I was hoping that as the once I saw them in action, as the series went on, they would hope they, they I was hoping they would grow on me. I think I mentioned in the group, I was like, yeah. Like they're still not growing on me. These are, tr- these are not good. Like these are, these are just boring. They're, I think I just called them boring. Yeah. They, they feel like, like I said, like bootleg action figures or the really generic superhero designs that you'll see get slapped onto something because it's supposed to be superhero theme, but they don't want any copyrighted characters and but they also don't want the characters to really stand out or anything they're just basically placeholder images that's what these feel like yeah they do they do <laughs> but anyway anyway but we we can move on we can, yeah, but we anyway can, we've uh, we, <laughs> we've we've trashed the t- uh, the clothes now let's talk about the people who fill the clothes so we have first up and funny enough, the the Ranger Wiki swapped things around a little bit here in terms of the order, but you know, and I go by the order that they have. But we start with the Zenith Ranger, which a little bit is a cool name. It is a cool name. That is a cool. It name. is a cool name. The the Zenith Ranger Zato, played by Russell Curry. We d- we went pretty extensive with Zato in the Dino Fury episode. The main things to talk about here are his new status quo. And this is where I'm just going to bring up. This is a pattern that I observed. 
with the with our ranger characters with this because we when it's all said and done we have three boys and three girls the boys go through hell in this show technically and the girls weirdly enough have it strangely easy by comparison not saying that they didn't deal with anything tough but compared to what the boys go through nowhere near as close zato is a perfect example of that because he dies again he dies at the end of dino fury he gets brought back Mm -hmm. at the end of dino fury so we're everyone's supposed to be excited it's the it's the hero's triumphant return and then for about two episodes he gets sidelined he's gone which has plot significance i give him credit for that so now they're without their leader and arguably the most powerful member so they're trying mm-hmm. to find him. Yeah. So that's a part of their 10 episode quest. Right. And then they find him. And then we find out that, yes, he has been imbued with the magic. I don't know if magic is how we w- the word I would have used for this, eh. but he's been imbued with the power of the Morphin Masters, but it's finite. And once mm-hmm. he runs out, it's he essentially turns to the grid. Okay, just, just enough with the euphemisms, guys. He's going to die. It's basically yeah, he, death. All right. He he's actively dying. He's yeah. actively dying. Which means every time he does something big in this, and he has several big moments, but it hmm. takes so much out of him that again he gets sidelined. <laughs> you know, Which, but anytime he does a big move. He's inching close, inching and sometimes leaping closer to death. So he, so there's this tension that exists. And I will argue Zato and Ion, because Ion is the only person is the only other Ranger who finds out about this until the end. And once he does, since they're best friends, that creates a heck of a lot of tension between the two of them because Zato swears him to secrecy because he doesn't want anybody to know. And yeah, as much as I've already gonna, as much as I've already said, yeah, this isn't as good as Dino Fury. I do think, in the case of Zato and Ion, I think there were interesting characters here than they I think are so in too. Dino Fury. And this is not the first time we've seen a Ranger like their powers be finite. We saw this in season two with Tommy; his powers be finite. No, that was season, season one. Season one, season one, season, and season right, one season into one. season two. In the se- you're right. In season one, into season two. So his powers are finite. Now, Tommy Titanium, quote, titanium no. Ranger was kind of like that. I, yeah, there's been several Rangers, Rangers like on that, that, but it was just, oh, they lose their power. Uh, Barai from Zhu Ranger. This is very similar to Barai. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, but that, but in, in, in terms of the Ranger context, Titanium Ranger, Tommy from season one, like that is the kind of, that's the first ones that come to mind. I'm sure there are others that I'm forgetting. There's there is um, at least one other place where this show tries to emulate the the Tommy story, which we'll right. get into. But yeah, so there's that tension that goes on. And spoiler warning, and I saw this coming. I knew I think we all kind of knew that this was how his story was going to end, although it does still feel a little bit redundant that they have to kill him twice in mm. order to do this. But he, quote unquote, rejoins the grid mm-hmm. and, and ascends to basically a Morphin Master, which, again, we all thought was basically thought was going to happen. We, we knew this was coming. Yeah. And like it or hate it, 
Zato gets the last line of the show and theoretically <sighs> the last line of the franchise as we know it. Uh, and uh, it is cool, I, cool. No, it's cool, cool, coolio. Oh. <laughs> that is Dragon so <laughs> listen. That is so 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 stupid. Do you need the button? No, no, not yet. <laughs> that is so stupid. I listen. I, I, I apologies to anyone out there who actually like who actually loved this and thought it was a good idea. I'm sorry, but, but if you're over the age of eight. This catchphrase is cringe. This I listen. I get it. It was. It was his. It was how he. It was how we started with Zato. It's how we end with Zato. But it's and still it's a, a catchphrase he picked up because he was trying to learn how Earth culture works and blah blah blah. Yeah, it was still a stupid line <laughs> to end the franchise on. That is so stupid. So so stupid. I want like whoever wrote that, which I'm assuming is probably Rebecca Barnes or something. Oh no. Do I have whoever, to look up the writing credits? No, I don't care. I, I literally don't care. All I'm saying is it's a stupid way. It's the, for that to be the final line after 30 years. If you, uh, the, not, people, uh, the ones to blame are Alvin Dale and Becca Barnes. Becca Barnes, Alvin Dale, you suck because you made that last line. Cool, cool. And coolia. <laughs> Seriously, you don't want to. So stupid. So it's so stupid. Not may the power protect you or anything of that nature. No, you're going to go with cool, cool, coolio. Come on, guys. Like, uh, whatever. It makes me makes me sick. Whatever. It's so we have a new Red Ranger. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) And people made a big deal about this. She's technically not the first. She's not. She's no, not. We had, um, I hate to break. I hate to break your hearts. And even the one that people say was the first going back to you, Samurai. <sighs> or as I like to call it, Power Rangers Gaijin Force. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to get well, the dig okay. in there. But okay. Uh, but so even I- she wasn't the first. The first technically goes to uh, to A Squad in SPD deal with it technically if we're being technical technically. if we're yeah. if we're but being anyway amelia um amelia jones is our new red ranger played by hunter dino i think oh, that, i think yes. that's how you say it i don't feel like this is quite the same character like once oh, you not, get to oh. about episode three in this Oh, it's actually it's not, not even it, really it's kind of from the start with this but especially when she get to about episode three Oh, it she she's feels the, like a completely different character than what we she goes she, she goes from pink she, to red. She and is I, not I, 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 she's not terrible. I want to say this up front. She's not terrible. No, she's and not. They, no, she's not. And they do let her have moments where she's like, oh, I'm the Red Ranger now because she was chosen by the grid. Uh, yeah, to be the new Red Ranger, I mean, and when that first happens, she's like, "Wait, wait, wait! I, I'm not pink. I'm I'm red." But no, she says, um, "No, no." She says, "She says, well, this is a really dark shade of pink." And then, and then, it, and then they point out, "Oh no, you're red!" Like, can you guys not like know the difference between red and pink? I mean, come on, guys. Well, I mean, she's I'll wearing. Be, I mean, in her defense, she's wearing a helmet. 
That's true. That is true. Um, okay, so and correct me if and I- too much peak energy is dangerous, which is why there's no peak pressure on this team. <laughs> correct me, Nathan, if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm trying to remember if there was any sort of buildup from 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 Dino Fury that would indicate that. Amelia deserved or showed qualities that warranted her being Red Ranger because they give the they give the really generic excuse of oh the grid chose you like okay well, and so they why- also point out to things where she's like well you were always looking out for us here and blah 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 you know, all of that sort of stuff I'm like yeah and there have been plenty of Pink Rangers. That have done that right. too. So right. I don't. I, th- I don't I, think that's a red exclusive. You know how we talked about character archetypes. I feel like Cosmic Fury decided to break most of them because mm-hmm. none of the archetypes that we've talked about really fit into what we're doing here. And if and, and in the case of Amelia, I feel like they basically redid the character to supposedly make her fit into mm-hmm. the archetype, but it's yeah. still just it's just weird. It's just because she doesn't quite feel like the same person. And the only thing that's really happened, I mean, yeah, we've had a time jump, but the only thing that's really happened between uh, with Dino Fury to here is she found out she was an alien. Mm. Okay. So she's an alien. I don't know if that's going to come, you know, change her personality to the point where she can be a, you know, a full fledged team leader. You you could okay so to play devil's advocate here for a second I, you could reasonably say that the reason why her character changes from like episode one and two to episode three where they well hours I, I thinking back on it I think it was already there in episode one it just becomes much more pronounced by episode three. well right so so maybe that like once she becomes red. She it like there's a certain there's a certain level, as we know from Red from Red Rangers past, there is a certain level of like responsibility that comes with being Red Ranger. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's like and they even acknowledge it like, oh, I'm red. This is Zato's color. Zato's our leader, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Paraphrasing. But um, which I I, I got to give credit. I, I appreciate the humility. Right. I do. And, and, and Hunter Dino is a she's a fantastic little. Yeah, actress. I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm saying I don't this, but I don't hate Amelia. I didn't hate. I her don't know. Fury. I no, don't no, hate no. her here. No. I'm not upset. I am not upset with her being a Red Ranger. It no. just feels out of place is what it I'm feels. If it, it feels out of place, because I think I think the reason why it feels out of place is one because her characterization changes so much um, from uh, Dino Fury to here. She is much more take charge. It's very assertive. Now I will give them, I will give, I will give the credit where credit is due and say that maybe they wrote it that way because like I said, there is a certain type of responsibility. There's a certain level of responsibility that comes with being a red Ranger. And she acknowledges that, you know, et cetera, move on. Um, the, the 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 problem I have with it is that just the flimsy excuse of oh the grid chose you and so here you go. That could be partly due to the fact that they had to truncate everything. I don't know. Right. But one thing that I think they should have leaned into more because we didn't get enough. And I'm this I'm not going to lay at the excuse of the truncated 
your episode count. I think she should have had a rougher time. Remember how I said, I don't think the girls deal with as much as the boys. Amelia is a good example of that because I think she should have had a harder time being the Red Ranger at first. I think she should have spent several episodes growing into it. Like I would not have been opposed to her first mission as Red Ranger going kind of terribly. And then she thinks that she failed. And then she has to have a, I don't know, have a heart to heart with with Dino Mommy, I try. I can't remember her, her name now. So, um, Solon, Solon, Solon like should have had a, a heart to heart with Solon, and yeah. then she's like, "Okay, okay, I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna keep trying." And then by like episode ten, she, she has completely. She has become the Red Ranger. She has. Be, she has completely grown into. She has the grown role into the Red role. Ranger. Like I, right. that's what I would have liked to see. You, that is what I would like to have seen. And maybe we would have seen that if we'd have gotten 20 episodes instead of 10, but possibly, um, but I think it would have been possible in 10. It, it could have been done in 10, right? It could have been done even in like, they could have even, they could probably have done it in like eight or nine, like let her grow into the role episodes one, episodes three through eight. Mm -hmm. And then. Then she's then she then she she takes on that role in nine and then the oh shit moment happens with 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 Ma with with Master Zed and yeah, she has to be the leader. Did he get a promotion? Yeah, is that a promotion? Yeah, he got is a, that title. Yeah, a promotion? Promotion. Anyway, we'll talk about that when we get there. But we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah, but I just that's what I would have liked to have seen because that would have made her far more interesting in this. Mm -hmm. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, anyway, that's that's all I really have to say about her in this. Mm. I, yeah, I, like I said, like I said, we don't hate Amelia. Like I like Amelia as a character. It just felt odd. Like her characterization felt odd. It, it just didn't feel like her. Yeah, but I guess maybe that's for reasons. I don't know. I guess. I guess. I just. I don't know. I mean, what. I mean, but the idea of someone who starts off as a pink ranger and has the the leadership of Red Ranger thrust upon her, that's interesting. That mm -hmm. could be really yeah. interesting, especially with how this is set up where she's basically becoming Red Ranger when Zeta is gone. It's it's so it's you could make the argument the grid is like your team needs a new leader here's your new leader. And she's like, I can't be the new leader. And then she learns to be the new leader. Right. Right. That's a compelling story right there. And we don't quite get it. <laughs> right. We just don't quite. So, get it. so moving on to our blue Ranger, Ollie, Ollie um, Akana, so played by Kai Moya. And if I remember correctly, I think we talked about this. his brother is the blue dino charge Ranger, right? Is all the blue. <sighs> The caveman, the blue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the pretty caveman. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But anyway, we talked about that in, in past episodes. Coda. Uh, Coda. Yeah. Coda. Yeah. We've talked about that in past episodes. Ollie's a little weird here. He technically has two ranger forms. Mm -hmm. So he's dying. So he's cosmic fury blue. And hilariously, this didn't even have a name. For several days on the Ranger Wiki, it just said TBA. Like you would look up Ollie's profile on the Ranger Wiki and it would show all the different forms. And for this last one, it would just say TBA. 
So I'm like, okay, I guess they're going to come up with a cool name. Dino Fury Evil Blue Ranger. Mm, good job, guys. Yeah, your workshop that great. But at least it's an infinitely <laughs> better design than any of the Cosmic Fury Rangers. Oh, it, it's oh so much better. I want to know if still- they made this one original as well or if they stole this from a Sentai. I have to uh, know. I think this is original. I'm pretty sure this is original. Then this shows um, me that they can make great looking ranger suits. Right. I think this is still, I think this one is original. And and what I like about it is it still carries over some of that motif from Dino Fury because um, we get, because Ollie was, this is Power Ranger logic. We talked about this privately. It's Power Ranger logic. Zed shows up. And his monster sprays them with this blue goo that is supposed to turn them evil. Well, it turns out, you idiot, it's only supposed to turn the Blue Ranger evil. Like, okay. No, it only turns the Blue Ranger evil. Yeah, it only turns the Blue Ranger evil. So, but you hit everybody with the goo. So could you effectively just not have a team of evil rangers? Or could you have not just hit Ollie with it. Cause that, it just doesn't make sense. Like it just doesn't like, and they never explain it as to why it's only the blue Ranger. That no, it turns but it's like, again, it's, it's power Ranger. It's Ranger. Remember how we said that this emulates the Tommy story. Here's another one. Right. Mind controlled Ranger. Except in this case, it was someone who was already a, a member of the team. Someone's brother, mm. someone's boyfriend, and now he's evil as opposed to some stranger, you know? Right. And actually, I think, did I just find, did I find, no, okay, this guy, wait, nope, the, uh, I was like, did I find where the suit came from? No, no, it's just an equivalent character from Q-Ranger as a completely different suit, so. Yeah, it's a completely different, yeah. It's a completely different suit. I'm just just trying to see where did it come from? I have to know where it came from. Is it this guy? I, Is that, yeah, I, yeah, this looks sort of like it, but not really. Anyway, I'm moving on. But this, this is one of the subplots. There's a strange amount of subplots in this in these 10 episodes. Mm. This is one of the ones that I think suffers the worst with the truncated story because it literally happens, I think, inside of what, five minutes of episode one and doesn't get undone until I think episode eight? Eight or nine. I can't I think I can't it's remember. eight. Yeah. I think it's eight because he got to he got his new downgraded suit. <laughs> I think in episode nine had one or two fights in it and then finale stuff started happening. Right. And, and I, I mean, and I give Kaimoya credit. He's hamming it up. You know, he's doing his best J- evil JDF impersonation. I give him credit. Some moments, some moments land better than others when he's yeah, in the base. Yeah, the talking. early on when he when they're doing the thing where it's like you were never a good actor because you're trying to lie to him and it does, and it's so transparent that yeah he's lying. But then after that, he suddenly he's becomes Oscar worthy, and even I got it, fooled because I'm like, wait, is he doing the double agent thing? Because they thought they cured him. 
They thought they when he was talking him. when they when he was talking to his mom in Osaka. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, is he just trying really hard to do a double agent thing here? And no, he's still evil. So I'm like, okay, I give you credit. You still fooled me. Because I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the performance or the writing or just I think I know what they're going to do. You know, so it's like I'm almost too genre savvy for my own good. Or too franchise savvy. We're, they're, they're, too tra- they're too franchise savvy, really. For our own good. So, we- I, so maybe that was uh, that's a win for them? I eh. suppose? Eh. But yeah. I mean, it made for some good fights and some good moments, but it happened so fast. Yeah. Th- that's the problem, is that the it happened really fast and it's utilized fine after that, but it happened so fast that it just felt like getting blindsided and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so he's evil now. Are you going to fix it in an episode or something? And then the, I had all these weird expectations based on what I think they're going to do mm-hmm. as opposed to them really committing to it. Cause they do commit to it. They commit to it pretty hard. Uh- yeah, there there are some there are some times where I thought they would probably break it a lot sooner than what they did. They carried the story, they carried the evil Ollie story up until uh, up up a good while into the show. Like episode eight, I think, is when it was broken. And there yeah. was some really nice, there were some really interesting moments between him and Lord Zed because he is just he is completely and utterly devoted to Lord Zed. There is like. There's like one little moment between him and Zed where Zed is giving him some advice and it's sort of like a big brother slash like father figure type advice. It's just really interesting. Yeah. So I give them credit for committing to it. But again, compared to what Amelia goes through, forcibly turned evil, forced to fight your friends, your girlfriend and your sister. Right. I just, yeah, I, I'm seeing a bit of a disparity here. That's all I'm saying. But again, like right. I said, I give them credit for committing to it. Right. I don't know what else to say other than yeah, we get evil Ollie for most of the season. Which evil, honestly, let's let's be real for a minute. I think evil Ollie and really, well, I think evil Ollie kind of stole the stole the show. Like a, a lot bit. of people. A lot, a lot of people are impressed by Amelia because of just the whole Red Ranger privilege. And then, of course, Zato with his interesting story arc. But Ollie, Ollie had a lot of screen time and a lot of like good moments in this in this particular. Right. You know, I'm actually going to thumb through my notes here because I'm pretty sure I wrote down a lot of evil Ollie lines. Mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise yeah. me it was like oh yeah like, a megazord made of christmas gloves very scary guys <laughs> okay that was funny that was yeah, funny that was funny <laughs> and let me see what funny. are what are some other ones i wrote so yeah that one i will say this the scripts throughout all of these for the most part are actually really witty the problem is mm-hmm. that they're real they're really witty or they're really cringe <laughs> It's, there's no real middle ground here. Not nice. It's Zoomer humor. Yeah. Um, nice. That doesn't sound like CEO behavior. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, Evil Ollie's got some zingers. I will say that. <laughs> and those are just the ones that so, I have written down. 
so we can we can kind of move on from evil Ollie and we'll we'll I think I don't want to gloss over this next next character, but I'll be honest with you. Her characterization did not change a lot from Dino Fury. So there isn't all that much to talk about with Izzy Garcia. Izzy Garcia, the Green Ranger, played by Tessa Rao. Now, I will say this. I think because they know they're not using Sentai footage, there's no longer disparities between (laughs) Izzy as a civilian and Izzy the Ranger (laughs) because the Dino Fury Green Ranger is male. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Even when she's still using the Dino Fury suit, I'm like, yeah, that's clearly a stunt woman. (laughs) Right. So there's not a whole lot more to add to this, even though her and Fern, and I think we'll probably spend more time talking about Izzy in the context of Fern because we get a lot more Fern in this she's actually a build as a main cast member in this. Right. We there's, they just, even though her and Fern get a lot of time together in this, there's not a whole lot to say about Izzy specifically, but okay. So I said, you know, the girls don't deal with as much. Izzy and Fern have a little bit of relationship drama and most of it's Izzy's. Being well, it's it's most of it's most of it was is Izzy just being really overprotective and just dogmatic. All and at points, I wondered if she was a little bit jealous because her because Fern and Javi started connecting because they're both musicians, and there right. was this these clear reactions from Izzy right. that, where it seemed like she was jealous, and, and I'm like. Is this like and, uh, is and, this like a a perceived love triangle thing that we got going on here? So you're trying to make her jealous a little bit, but that doesn't really go anywhere. That's the problem. It's no, hinted at, but well, then it goes nowhere. I think that it is just I no because no because Izzy and I said Fern perceived. Are still I said perceived. Like she, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. maybe it wasn't a. She's just jealous. My th- theory was that she's just jealous. Ultimately, she would end up just being jealous of the fact that her girlfriend is bonding with somebody who isn't her in a way that apparently exactly. she can't really right. do because she's not a musician. Izzy feel Izzy Izzy came off as really just overprotective and a little bit possessive in this yeah. in in this series. Right. Yeah. Which which that was not her character. That really was not her characterization in Dine in Dino Fury with her and Fern. She, but like for, but I don't know if it was like meant because like the heightened sense of quote emergency or danger, whatever the the danger that when it, when the show remembers that it should have a heightened sense of danger. Yeah, right. So I don't know if it was just that or they slightly tweaked her character a little bit, but you know, Izzy's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I, like I said, I don't have a whole lot to say about her because other than this relationship drama, there's not a whole lot that happens with her. That's yeah. all that interesting or unique to this show. What is actually interesting is what happens to her brother, Javi. For yes. This. Yes. Are the black Ranger 
Javi Garcia, played by Chance Perez. Ah, I almost want to hit the Rant Master button for this one because this was a great idea. Again, boys deal with a heck of a lot more stuff. Javi becomes an amputee. He loses his freaking arm, arm. basically in combat. Basically, because he's it, trying, you know, he they're trying, trying to, to unlock a MacGuffin with a staff. Yeah. And the right blow and the energy blowback from it is so intense, it throws him back and it vaporizes and his arm. Vaporizes his arm. Yeah. And yeah, he passes out from the shock. And there's a little bit of drama with that after that. But then they're just like, here's a bionic arm. And then he struggles a little bit with the bionic arm, but by episode five, he's perfectly fine. And I'm like, well, and, the sh- and you and said the, that you saw so- something from Simon Bennett who said they didn't want to make it weird. And I'm like, did you guys not do any he research lost- on combat veterans who lose limbs? It's a traumatic lo- experience. He lost his f***ing arm. Of course. Of course he w- it's going to be traumatic, guys. Like, I get it. It's a kid's show. You're supposed to... Say that at your own peril. Hang on. I corrected. I corrected. I corrected myself. Like, it's a young adult show. We'll say we'll call it a young adult show. So it's it's a a young adult show. show. It's Hmm. a fan. Whatever. It's a family. It's a family show. It's a family show. Um, But 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 like he loses his freaking arm. Of course, he's going to be traumatized. Of course, there's going to be some issues that come along with that. Of course, he should. Um, of course, he should be struggling with the loss of his arm because his life is effectively changed from here on out. And yes, they should have given him a bionic arm because that makes sense. But let him, but let him be depressed about losing his actual arm, or at not least happy more so than he was. Because they do lean into it a little bit at first. A little. Like, How am I supposed to play music? How am I supposed to fight? I got the bionic arm, and I can't make it work right, and all that. But like I said, like my like episode five, that um, is effectively fixed. Um, and 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 I know uh, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, Simon Bennett mentioned that they worked with other organizations. I don't know if it was organizations with like that deal directly with amputees, but they did some research. They work with organizations that you know basically uh, consulted them and said you want to put a positive spin on it so that people that lose limbs don't feel so bad. I guess you know what the positive um, spin is, Benny. He overcomes it over the course of the show. Right. He learned right. to adjust to the fact that he lost his freaking arm and now has a bionic implant that he has to get used to. Because guess what? That's what real amputees deal with. They have to right. face a lot of challenges and they overcome the challenges. And then it's an adjustment for the people they know and love because suddenly someone that they know has been permanently and irreparably maimed. And yeah, I know we're in a fantasy world where we can slap on a bionic arm, but they even said it's mm-hmm. going to take time for you to adjust. And you, right. and if they had done it like that, that would have made the end of the show when our denouement, our celebration of their victory is him putting on a rock concert 
and playing the guitar again. That would have been so much more satisfying if we had seen more of a struggle and a journey for him. I should have hit the rant button. Now, now my, now my issue with Javi's arm, and I was going to save this for later, but I'm going to go ahead and say it now just to get it out of the way. So I don't forget. Um, my other issue with Javi's arm is how he lost it. So we talked about how he lost it by unlocking the MacGuffin that would unlock the Zords, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think personally that Zed should have been the one to take his arm. I think that Zed should have been the one to take his arm. Zed should have used the staff. He should have cut his arm or something or Zapped one of the. We don't want to do actual cutting because that's a little right. more than we're willing to do here. We'll push the envelope a little bit with once and always, but we're going to play it a little safer here. We're going to play it. And that's and honestly, that's the theme of this show. That is the theme of that's honestly like the, the running theme. It, it's not the theme per se. We have another theme in mind for this, but that is another theme of the show. If they play it safe the whole damn time. So what should have happened, in my opinion, what should have happened is Javi should have been should have jumped in front of Zed's blast to save his sister, somebody Zed shoots off his arm or even the, even Zed just zaps Ollie just out of the blue and says, here, take this and Z- and blows I mean, off his you arm. Could, you could even give him an incredibly stupid one liner like you are disarmed. <laughs> yeah. So so that would work on a, that, that would work on a lot of different levels that would that would that would first of all that would first of all, you know, Establish Lord Zed as a as a threat threat like a like this this one is not he's not he's not screwing around yeah I mean that the would fact also that you are doing the quote unquote finale season and you're making Lord Zed the villain that has weight right. okay that has right. a lot so of weight that would uh, right so that would also but that would also give Javi some motivation to get his re- his revenge um, <laughs> on Lord Zed for. T- for for taking his arm, right? Or so that would give Javi the motivation to overcome this right. handicap that's been thrust upon him. Like right. he, you can, right. I can see him saying, "Like I'm not letting Zed take right. my dignity are, away from me, or something like that." He there took were, my arm, but I won't let him have my pride, or something like that. There, I won't there let him take better, away my music. You know, there were better ways to handle this. And I don't think they handled it well enough, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, but other than uh, other than that through line, which I'm going to be honest with you, you probably could have just taken that out and it wouldn't have changed a whole lot for the overall yeah. story. That's the problem. The other characters, I don't think you could quite remove their particular subplots and still get the same show. You could potentially remove this and not change a thing. That's the really disappointing part. I don't think it adds anything or it takes. I just don't think it really adds or takes away anything. As if Bobby doesn't lose his arm. As As is. is, Yeah. Maybe if, again, maybe if we'd have gotten that 20 episode season there, Hasbro, we'd have, we'd, you know, we'd understand it a little bit better. But you know what? You f***ed us. So there we go. (laughs) Wow. Lots of dragon daggers this week. Well, you know what? It's the last season, so you might as well go for it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> You're going to get canceled. So, 
Well, okay. So, so that's, so that's Javi. We'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about Javi later a little bit more, but the next Ranger we got to talk about is Ion. Now I, Ion, our gold Ranger played by Jordan fight. So one thing I will say about Ion is I actually like Ion's characterization more in Cosmic Fury than I did in Dino Fury. He's less insufferable in in this. He, like he feels he's a, a little a, bit he's more, more mature. serious. And when he is trying to be funny, it feels like it's because he's trying to lighten the mood for a dire situation or he's trying to do he's a he likes to cook. So he's trying to cook things. To make everybody feel better, which goes into the incredibly uneven tone this whole season has because they don't treat things with as much gravity as I feel like they should. But the main place where I think he shines, we've talked about it a bit already, is he's the one guy who at least the one other ranger who finds out that Zato is effectively dying and he has to keep that secret. He's also trying to tell Zato, you need to stop. You need to stop, right? If you just stop using the magic, you're not going to die, right? And Zato's like, right, but I have to. Right. I have to. It's a greater good thing. I have to. Right. So that creates tension between. So, God, I don't even want to say this, but so is, (laughs) is Zato essentially like playing the Christ figure here? you could make that argument you could make that argument i don't think he's taking the sins of the world on him he's taking yeah, the, but he's, of the world on his shoulders but that's not quite the same but, but he is the suffering serpent i will say that but he but but he is suffering and for then the he greater ascends at the end and oh boy right yeah okay i mean oh, you can get there savior okay. zato christ mm-hmm. Oh boy, we're not going there. Anyway, so Ion. Um, By the way, well, I mean, we should mention uh, Zenith is supposed to be Pinnacle. And Pinnacle they or say, last. And they said, why that name? He said, it's what the Morphin Masters called me when they brought me back. They don't explain any further than that, but that, that kind of communicates, you know, if you're the Pinnacle, you're the last well, one. Well, originally, origi- I believe originally, I think Zato's was just in referred to internally as just the white ranger which made the production team feel a little awkward which is why i think his official name is ghost ranger ghost ranger but his official but well actually his official color is champagne oh as zenith ranger yeah yeah his official colorway is 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 sham is referred to as champagne yeah. but anyway ion <laughs> ion so uh, like i said Ion, I I enjoyed Ion as a character more so in in Cosmic Fury than I did with with him in Dino Fury. I think in Dino Fury there is there is a there is an immaturity that there was an immaturity to him that just did not necessarily. I just I just didn't necessarily like enjoy that a whole lot. Uh, apparently, right? being a business owner for six months will do wonders for you. And that's basically what happened. <laughs> he ran his own business for about six months between shows. He did. There was a not, but there was a really nice mark. There was a nice moment between him, a mom and a daughter where basically like the, like it's basically like the world is ending and the daughter comes in and says, I want. Yeah, we just want, no, we want flargan cake. 
We went flour and cake. cake. Yeah, that's what and it was. Yeah. So, so, so Ion, assuming that, you know, there's nothing he can do or the world's going to end anyway. So what the hell? Um, gives them the recipe to flargan cake, which I thought that was a really nice moment. It was, it was, I, and I, I agree with you. This does show tremendous growth on his part, and I do think, as I said, him and Zato are the two biggest improvements. I think going from Dino Fury to this show, it's just unfortunately it's not enough to prop this show up to the same level as Dino Fury. No. No, it just not. isn't. It just isn't. All right. Are we ready to move on to our gobs of extra Rangers? Yeah, let's let's OK. We yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to that. So the first one we got to talk about is we and we we talked about her really briefly just now, but we'll expand on her uh, more here. But our orange Ranger. So this orange. is the first time we're getting orange. If you Orange. don't count Boom's fantasy in SPD, uh, like is uh, there? Wasn't there one other one? Didn't Operation Overdrive well, have like an extra sort well, of? Well, no, major? it was no, it was the kid. Remember, it was the kid. Um, was it SPD Orange? The kid that had cancer, and they gave. And they oh made yeah, the uno- the unofficial one. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't on the show, but yeah, and boom, right? But he made, but he, but he made it into a comic, I think. Yeah, uh, he made, he made a comic book appearance. So anyway, Fern is our Orange Ranger. Still doesn't uh, so, have a last name. The heck? Yeah, played by Jacqueline Joe. Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I like Fern's character for this. I thought she was. I thought she was super upbeat. I thought she was well acted. I actually preferred her over Izzy. Um, she's just a more pleasant person. She's just a more likable. Yeah. She's just a more likable person. Yeah, I just didn't but like it. on the other hand, other than a little bit of the relationship drama between her and Izzy and, you know, the whole thing about being thrown to the other side of the universe and trying to deal with that. She, doesn't really have much of a story in this. Not really. Like she's Izzy's girlfriend. Yeah. She's still basically the token girlfriend. She's Izzy's girlfriend. And I think, and I think like looking, like thinking about it now, I think that Fern might, might, and I might be reading a little bit too much, too much into it. Um, because we're not allowed to do that for power Rangers, as you know. Oh yeah. Um, Commercial. Right. So, so I think that Fern's characterization is her trying to find her own identity. Because if you notice, if you notice throughout this entire show and they made it complete and they made it a point throughout this entire show to say, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, Fern, Izzy's girlfriend, yada, yada, yada. So she's known as Izzy's girlfriend, not necessarily Fern. So her becoming a ranger gives her her own identity. I think you're. That's how I. Where. Oh, that's how I'm reading it. I could be way off base, but you know, maybe I don't know. I do like how she becomes a ranger. It's thanks to a an act of selflessness because we have this kind of intrusive side quest. 
that just slows everything down for about an, an episode where Solon gets taken by the Scuttleworms, which are these monsters native to the planet that they hide themselves on. That's 30 million light years away. That is a heck of a teleportation system, sir. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, so the, she gets taken by the worms to be fed to her hatchlings when the eggs hatch. And right. Fern figures out where she is and goes to help her. And thanks to that, the grid is happy with her, puts energy into a morpher that she's trying to use as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to be an orange ranger. And her apparently, because we're keeping the dinosaur motif in this, her right. dinosaur is Solon as a full fledged dinosaur. I guess. Okay. Okay. I whatever. Maybe I should look up to see if Solon is supposed to be a particular species of dinosaur. As I don't know. I don't know the. Oh yes, she is. Oh, it's a made-up dinosaur. A (laughs) Solonosaurus. Well, we're going to say so long to Fern now and move on. Um, wow. Got, don't got anything to say, huh? Don't got no. nothing to say. Uh, or is it because, I got nothing. Or is it because we're going to be talking about arguably the best ranger on the show? Uh, and it's yeah, just MMPR. and it's not just the nostalgia talking here. MMPR Blue, Billy Cranston. The Blue Ranger, played by David Yost. The OG. The OG. Provides some much-needed gravity in this. David Yost just knows this character and is selling this character. He's the mentor in this, and I like that. Uh, I also like the fact that he does in this what he probably would have done in turbo but he mm. quit before that could happen right. which is right. he makes them new morphers and ranger powers and finds them new zords he basically fixes their power problem so so billy essentially and um this is something that our friend chris and we were talking about reiner uh, chris reiner yeah we were talking about that and he essentially plays the same character he does in Zeo. Yeah. Uh, for Dino Fury. Like he's, I would say he is a mentor. He's more of a mentor character than he is in Zeo because we still had Zordon in Zeo. So he's more of a mentor character here, but he also plays like the techie role. Like he's, he's making the, he's, he's helping them with their Zords, the power, the power ups, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And like I said, you know, when the time is right, he gives advice. He offers some comfort at points. Like he he helps Javi for five minutes that he's having a hard time about his arm. <laughs> you know, he, and he gives advice to all the characters. And I, just that veteran presence that he brings to this, I think, is much needed. Much, much needed. And. I know there's debate as to when Dino, when Cosmic Fury is supposed to take place. 
Bennett has confirmed that it is after once and always. I was a little bit con- confused and we'll get to it with how it ends that I'm like, wait, is this before once and always? If Bennett says it's not, we don't believe in death of the author around here. So we're going to go with what he says. It makes, it kind of makes more sense though, for it to be before once and always. It kind of does, but apparently it's not. And I mean, it would be weird if once and always in some regards, if it did take place afterwards, because you basically had a, which is one of the other problems that this show has. And this is where budget constraints and truncated stories hurt it. We're told a lot about things happening in the rest of the universe. We're told that there are lots of other Ranger teams fighting Lord Zed's We're- forces. We're told that Zack uses his hip hop keto to confuse the Sentinels. We're never shown. Shown. And I will unpack that more once we get further along in the conversation. <laughs> but, God. But at least we have Billy. At least we have Billy. It's a small consolation prize for what could have been. But I don't know. Um, I think we. I think we get a couple more consolation prizes. Although one is a mild disappointment. When do you we know have what to get, could have been? Right. Right. Do we? Do we? So what do we talk? <laughs> I mean, we well, talked a lot we, about Billy and the. Once and always. Once and always. So do we talk about, I mean, okay, so. Min makes a cameo. Min makes a cameo. We're assuming it's Min. That's the other reason why this has to be after once and always, because if that's Trini, this is weird. This gets really, really weird. So we're assuming that's Min. It's suit only. She's in the background of the Megazord cockpit with Billy. She waves and doesn't say a word. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool seeing it. We'll say that. Yeah, it was at least cool seeing it. And then we have already talked about it. I did not think this guy would come back. <laughs> it was it, okay. Was so it was massive, massive surprise. I will give them credit. They built up to it nicely. But heckle from a freaking dino charge. He I was happy to see by Ryan Carter. He not only comes back. They brought the Boob Studios comics in and used a suit from Dino Charge that, well, from, what was that Sentai called again? Uh, it had a crazy oh, name that was difficult uh, to pronounce. Oh, God. Um, but the Dino Charge uh, Sentai, the Dino Charge Sentai, they, they used a suit that, wa- that was in that show that wasn't in Dino Charge, even though they had a gazillion rangers in that, but the Dark right. Ranger. So the fact that I'm like, oh my gosh, they not only brought him back, but they made him a ranger and they're bringing in the comics because he's the dark ranger in the comics. I'm like, this Zoom is. In- <laughs> and Z- what's funny Zoom- is that we have, we have characters are like, oh, I got a spy on the inside. And then one of our villains, Squillia, is like, I got a boyfriend. And then it turns out they're one and the same. And it's heckle. I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Z- Zudin Sentai Kairuger. Kairuger. Kyo- there you go. There you Kyruger, go. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he has a giant, much like Mito Ranger from the original from Go Ranger. He his weapon is a giant boomerang. Boomerang, yeah, I and, like heckles. I, and Mr. Carter, he's he still got it. He's still got it. He's yeah. he's got that character down. He's got all that David Tennant Tenth Doctor energy. Mm-hmm. He he was on point. He really was on point, and I was glad to see him. I was very it happy still to felt see a him. little rushed, like his background for what he's doing. But sure, because he's technically sure. from a parallel universe, and he's like, ah, I'm good now. Okay. So- Time force implications, maybe? Uh, no, parallel universe. I don't think they deal with parallel universes all that much. Regardless, yeah. I, it was good to see. It was good to see Heckle back. It was good to see him. Yeah, and he was used well. I have to say, he, he was. was used well. It was a bit of fan service to finally have the Dark Ranger on well, there. It, it was well. It was nice to have some fan service in this. There were attempts. There's a lot of nods to continuity. Mm. <sighs> I mean, I mean Zordnia. even Zordnia. Yeah, that's where the Shogun Zords were uh, uh, were developed, were created. Um, uh, Vipra was mentioned mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. And Rito if, if was Dark mentioned. Spectre could see me now. Yeah, Rito okay, was mentioned in this. Yeah, what? Rito was mentioned in really? this. Did I miss the Rito yeah. reference? No, was, Rito was mentioned in this. Really? No, he he was. Yeah, Rito was mentioned in this. Where? I missed it. When Zed was in the throne room talking about idiots, it's <laughs> Rito was mentioned. <laughs> I guess I missed like I'm not being. I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm. <laughs> he, I'm not trying to be funny. He's like he's. He said, hey, uh, "What was the line?" Um. He's like, um, like, and I thought by I, I oh, shoot shoot I thought by. Um, oh, I mean, it would be a brother-in-law, I, technically. I thought my brother-in-law Rito was an idiot or something. Oh, like that. Okay. I can't remember what the line. I mean, was. I was actually thinking. I mean, we'll unpack it a little bit more, but I do kind of wonder if Zed's kind of looking at Squillia, thinking, "I miss Rito." <laughs> <laughs> we'll get nobody. To it. No, nobody misses Rito. Nobody misses Rito. I miss Rito. Well, I'm surprised he's not hanging around in your apartment tonight. I told him no. I was like, uh, oh. Michael's been away for uh, you know for a long time, and I wasn't sure he was going to be back. And I got him back, and I don't need you scaring him away. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. But <laughs> arguably, so arguably, him in my closet, and he's not coming out until we're done. <laughs> arguably, one of our favorite characters of all time. Or favorite actors, I should say. Yes, a favorite actor, although he elevates the character. <laughs> true, true. He elevates every it's, character he plays. Is our Ninja Steel Red Ranger. No, it's not who you're thinking. Nope, not the weirdo slave boy who's remarkably unfazed by a life of slavery. Right. But it's actually Mick Canick. Played by our favorite character, one of our favorite, favorite actors, Kilson Henderson. It was it, it was just great seeing him 
He he really was one of the bright him and Redbot were the bright spots in Ninja Steel. I think we made that abundantly clear because we're like Kelson Henderson is good in everything. There's a matter of everything around him sucks. He's great. He's got this character down. The quirky shapeshifter who's now a ranger. I mean, he got to be a ranger a bit in Ninja Steel. Now he is a ranger here and he's helping out helping them out and they're making good use of his powers. I wish he was in it more, to be honest. He's more in the first half. Although we get that really epic scene where Kelson Henderson and David Yost have a scene together and they're talking about stuff and they're both techies. And I'm like, this is gold. Congratulations, Cosmic Fury. This is about as close to perfection as you can get here. (laughs) So... So, so Cosmic Fury, Cosmic Fury did give us some nice moments, and that was one of them. Yeah, yeah. It was just I'm just glad Kelson Henderson, who has been such a staple of this franchise since SPD when he played Boom, that was his first role. I am just right. glad that he was included in this because he really should be included. Yes, yes. He's an incredibly versatile actor, and he. He elevates Mick. He makes Mick a far better character than he has any right to be. Oh, even, for sure. even though he doesn't get to do as much in this as I wished he did. He's still great because he's helping the Rangers early on trying to find stuff and figure out MacGuffins and all that. Once Billy comes on to the scene, he's basically replaced by Billy, which I'm also fine with. However, it's slightly tainted. Because Simon Bennett told us what we could have had. We could have had Ninja instead of Mick. I forget why they nixed that idea. I think it, I think, uh, if I remember, I don't know outside of, I think that they just couldn't get their hands on the suit or didn't want to remake the suit. I think they couldn't get their hands on the suit because the suit is now like, since 20 years old, it's 20 years old. It probably is not even existence. They would have to re they would have to remake it. So it probably might not have been in the budget. So yeah. And Nick doesn't need it. Well, just, they just need to get that old Ninja steel suit, which was probably sitting around was, pretty and was easy to come by. I mean, it is just right. spandex. It's not spandex. There was a spandex joke in this too. And, uh, and the fun part was Kilson would have played Kilson would have voiced Ninja. I don't so. know about that. I'm just saying because my first thought was, well, okay, if they had Ninja, that means we wouldn't have had Kelson. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Genius idea. If I'm in this writer's room with <laughs> with with Simon Bennett, I'm like, hold on. Hear me out here, guys. We bring back Ninja and we have Kelson voice him. Best of both worlds right there. And let's be honest, Kelsey could have done that voice. <laughs> oh, he could have done that voice. Kelsey could like, have done that voice and he would have been amazing as Ninjor. <laughs> Kelsey could have done the voice or at least gotten it. Pro- it probably got it pretty close. <laughs> if he had gotten it close, I would have been fine because I would have been like, it's Kelsey Henderson as Ninjor. Right. This is gold. Yes, this, this is untouchable. All right. This, yes. This, <laughs> this is this might be like peak Kelson Henderson right here. 
<laughs> but but they know, op- we can't they have op- nice things. Thank you, Hasbro. But we can't have nice things because of Daddy Hasbro. So. He's a bad dad. Or mean Uncle Hasbro. Mean like Uncle Hasbro. Hasbro, well, Hasbro's kind of like the drunk uncle that no one wants to be around, apparently. <laughs> well, he's, um, a, he's the drunk uncle now because apparently you know, he's screwing up everything he has right now because right. yeah, people are disappointed with the toys. People are upset about <laughs> recent developments in Transformers and recent developments with G.I. Joe. And they've moved their those licenses from IDW to Image and now IDW is dying. Like People are not happy with Hasbro. The, the the our my drunk uncle Hasbro. My drunk There's another uncle episode Hasbro. title. There's another episode title that we could use, but we're not probably going. <laughs> my to. drunk uncle Hasbro. Uh, but yeah, Mick should have been in it more. Mick is great. Yeah. Moving on. So we have quite a few supporting cast members, but they're really all people. They're they're really people that we've all touched on before. So we could probably yeah. just kind of. It's mostly supporting a, cast members from Dino Fury. From from Dino Fury, yeah. Who have oh, varying levels of involvement. Uh, like the ones that we could just kind of breeze through is Lani Akana, played by Siobhan. Yeah. Siobhan Ruskery, right? Yeah. Ruskery. It's the, you know, it's Ollie's mom. Yeah. Ollie's mom. Ollie's mom. Yeah. You know, she, she has a couple of scenes with Ollie that are kind of dramatic, but other than that, she's not in it a whole lot. Ed Pop Pop yeah. Jones, played by Greg Johnson, he gets a few scenes. It's cool seeing him. He was a delight yeah. in Dino Fury. Doesn't do a whole lot here other than show up and be Pop Pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for like for Amelia's grandfather, seconds, yeah. he's great. Or no, is he? Wait, no, he's not grandfather. She looks at him as a grandfather, but he's like her grand uncle. Like great uncle, adopt, adopted, uh, adopted father. No, because he's anyway. Just go listen to Dino Fury, to the Dino Fury yeah, episode, well, yeah. and then now those, not they're not a whole lot to say for though for them. Mm-hmm. We do need to park on Soul in a little bit, played by Josephine Davison. Mm-hmm. We her characterization her role in this is not all that different from dino fury she's the matriarch she's the mother very Mm -hmm. much a she's a she was the primary mentor in dino fury she shares mentorship duties with billy in this episode and the two of them connect pretty well i would say right and she gets we mentioned before she gets captured by the scuttleworm and becomes the impetus for Fern Ferns. becoming a ranger and it becomes her dinosaur and base and all of that. So we've touched a lot on her already. So I don't know if there's a whole lot more to bring up because she's, it's, she's basically the same character. If you like Solon before you're going to like her here, you're going to like her here. She's basically the same character. Right. Basically so the same character. and then, but our boy is back. Tarek. Yep. Tarek, AKA void Knight. They didn't give him the suit though. Because apparently well, the, the suit was unusable. The suit was unusable and it was in store. From what I heard, I think I heard it was the suit was in storage at Toei. At, in Japan. In Japan. So it couldn't get to them in time. I don't remember. It's too um, bad. It's too bad. Amelia's biological father 
And oh yeah, that's right. Cause pop pop did a doctor. I just remembered that. Yeah. It's been a little while <laughs> since I've watched <laughs> Dino Fury, but anyway, anyway, so he comes back. He and Boyd queen <laughs> had their baby, mm-hmm. which is not as weird as you might think. I went to college with a girl whose parents had another baby while she was in school. So she had a younger, I think it was a brother, a younger brother, 20 years, her junior. It happens. (laughs) So, you know, so that's a plot line, but we don't see mom in this. And Tarek becomes basically the resistance leader. He's the one with the man on the inside who heckle. And he has a couple of really cool fight scenes. He may not have that costume, but he's still BA. He's still useful. Yep. He's still our boy. Yeah. Void Knight, arguably the best character in Dino Fury. Fight me, guys. The most, well, the most interesting character in Dino Fury. Yeah. 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 Like I said, fight me, guys. Fight me. <laughs> so it was cool seeing him here again. There's a, if you liked Dino Fury, I will say there's a fair amount of fan service in this because it's mostly the same cast. I mean, it's Dino Fury season three, so yeah, you know. basically. Anything to say about Tarek though, other than he's super cool? No, he's just super cool. He doesn't look like Void Daddy though in this. He just looks like a normal dude. He just looks like a Void Daddy. <laughs> void Daddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I mention he's played by Jared Turner? I just did. Anyway, and then again, if you like Dino Fury, you're gonna be happy. Even I was like. Yeah, it makes sense to bring these two back. Slyther and Mucus. Slyther yeah. and Mucus, played by Campbell okay. Cooley and Torum Hang. Uh, Respect. Okay, okay. Uh, which Torum Hang, 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 whatever. Hang. The 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 she's actress adorable. who plays Mucus. She's adorable. <laughs> stinking cute. My God, stinking cute. Absolutely, uh, she is adorable. Absolutely adorable. And I swear, I swear she voiced Squillia, but she didn't. They sounded eerily oh, similar. Very eerily similar. But so we'll talk about them in tandem because when we first see them, they're in their they are they're in their human form, but they become human because of a really weird reason that is never explained. <sighs> no, so basically, it's explained. They, no, here's the problem. Here's the problem. They give them this kind of honestly kind of convoluted and unnecessary backstory for that happens between this and Dino Fury. And it really only exists so that Zato has a reason to use his Morphin magic powers once. Right. Right. Otherwise, I'm like, you could have done anything. I mean, considering you could have done anything, and this is unnecessary. We've seen them disguise themselves as humans in Dino Fury. They why would they want to quote unquote wish find some wishing MacGuffin to make themselves permanently human? Why would they want to do that? Mm. It doesn't make sense. When they could have, that's really what it is. Right when 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 in Dino Fury they could switch back and forth at will. Mucus didn't like it because that's the joke. She's right. adorable she when she's a human, but she's like, oh, I hate it so much. 
but it would made more sense if they were human to, you know, because in because in this show, they start their own shtick where they're part of a circus together. No, they're, they're a part magic of the magic act. act together. They're a magic act. They're a magic. To, yeah, they're a magic act together. OK, so that makes sense. Because what else are they going to be doing? You know, they're going to, yeah. they've turned over a new leaf. Like, what are they going to be doing? So to blend in, they're going to be human, you know, in public and then probably be mucus and slither, um, you know, when people aren't looking or whatever. So the whole wishing stone, the wishing necklace, wishing amulet, whatever the hell that thing's called. It's a, it's a, it's a reason for Zato to use his yeah. powers. It's, 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 it's honestly just kind of unnecessary. It's, it's now, unnecessary. Ask that yeah. they're pretty good because they help the Rangers because they're right. monsters. Nobody knows that right. they're not evil anymore. So right. they can infiltrate Zed's ranks and they do that. And it's pretty helpful, you know, mm-hmm. and they play around with whether or not they survive or not. And I'm like, okay, didn't always execute that. Well, with whether or not you know they lived or not, but okay, I'm glad that you're having them do stuff. That's cool. They're very helpful because they didn't they they piloted one of the ships during the final battle, or in the final yeah. episode, I should say. You know, and so, now they're dri- drifting in the universe somewhere. No, they they land. I think they land. No, they, remember they're in the they're at the rock concert. Oh yeah, they the were. Spotlights. And cracking just oh, like, yeah, yeah, we're alive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You're well, they're right. fine. They're okay. fine. Yeah, the whole thing, that whole the whole sequence just pissed me off so much. I just probably <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, but they're fine. They're fine. I just they're their fine. reintroduction was contrived, I thought. But beyond that, they're fine. They're fine. It's the usual shtick. Right. So we can move on to our villains now. Um, <laughs> Do I need to hit the button? <laughs> Do I need to hit the button? Let me. Okay. So let me. Um, let me dig in here and, and let, let, let's see. Let's see where it goes. Let's okay. See, let's Lord see Zed or. Master Zed, a.k.a. <laughs> Super Shredder. I mean, Super Zedder. That's what it should be. That should be the official na- official name instead of Super Shredder. It's Super Zedder. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to figure out, is Master higher than Lord, sir? Is it actually a promotion? I mean, it's him with the powers of the Morphin Masters. But is a Master higher than a Lord? Well, in in the context of this show, yes, because of the whole. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, you are the resident Lord Zed Stan, so I defer to you on this. Well, well, what is okay? So, so the whole the whole point of the, Zed's master plan is to. By the way, voiced by Fred Tadaskior. I just want to bring that up. It's the third guy now to voice him on TV. 
I miss Andrew right. Lang. Nothing against Fred Tadaskior. He's a prolific voice actor, is best known for playing the Incredible Hulk in a bunch of Marvel animated projects and video games. But continue. <laughs> so so Zed's master plan for this entire episode, which, you know, we don't that doesn't get revealed until episode eight. Which, I'm not sure he so, had that master plan until after he took the first steps. Yeah, the well, plan. Uh, uh, well, OK, so but we but he captures but they capture the Morphin Masters in episode one. He had to have known that freaking plan the whole time, Nathan. But they wait until episode eight to give us his master plan, which is apparently to siphon off the energy from the Morphin Masters so that he himself can be the Morphin, the 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 sole Morphin Master. I mean, like, could they have not? Like, I, in my opinion, I think they, sh- I think they should have revealed that master plan in like episode three, and then let the tension build, and then let the tension build up from there. I, I mean, I'm I not disagreeing it, with you, and I could have swore that the explanation was that he didn't think of this plan until later. I have to, I'll have to go back and confirm that. Do for you sure. really want to watch Cosmic Fury again? I probably will never watch Cosmic Fury ever again. <laughs> anyway. Because of this, I will probably never watch Cosmic Fury ever again. And I have to say that this is probably the oh, most. This is this is the most lackluster. This is it's incredibly disrespectful how they treated that character, in my opinion. We'll unpack so basically, that a little bit more later. But yeah. Right. So they it's incredibly disrespectful to how they treated Lord the Lord Zed character, because like we talked about in the episode, like we talked about earlier in the episode, when we were talking about uh, Javi. They want they want to establish the threat. They want to establish that there is that they're in dire danger. Now, they attempted to do this with, and you know, name drop Eltar. Zed conquers Eltar, yep. the home world of his arch rival. And that is where his home base is, is on Eltar. Okay, fine. I get it. That's, that's great. Uh, which like, I thought like, oh, oh, that's, ooh, that's, that's a move. Ooh, that's a, that is a, move. That, that is a move. That is a move. But it's also, but it's also, sta- but he also states that earth is really not his top priority in this, which is different than what we've said, which is a little different um, from what we've seen from Zed in the past. Um, and um blanking sorry i know i was going with that um i just feel like they neutered this character i think they neutered this character and i i just don't feel like outside of like outside of like a few outside of a few fun moments I just don't think that I just don't think this character lived up to the hype that they put it that 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 they made it out to be. At points, it seemed like they just expected his legacy status to be the to be what establishes his threat level. And I, honestly, there are points where I'm like, are they writing him as a self parody? Because he feels a little bit like a self parody. A little bit. Like I mean, he's, there, he's, there, there's still some great moments that I don't think are self parody that I do think are kind of uh, that I think are funny. Like when he's playing, he's off, self- when he plays off a of Squillia. 
Because I'm like, he's self-dead. Zed is all of us because Squillia is an influencer, an alien influencer. And he's just like, what and, was the line? He's like, I feel so confused. And, and old. old. <laughs> I feel so confused and old. Um, <laughs> I was like, that's it's like it's like you're speaking for us, Zed. We un- we understand yes. your pain, but we'll and we yes. unpack that a little bit later. But that was a moment of what I thought was genuine humor. At other points, I feel like he's like I said, he's written like a self parody, and I don't really like it. Honestly, I think I prefer like post you know like latter season two and on zed did this yeah but at least at least he feels like a threat there yeah at least when he does things like show up in the command center that's given weight Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so i just i i don't like how they treated this character like I, I feel like this character, they, they, this character deserved way more than this. But the concept, um, the concept is there. You the were, concept they were is there. promising us by having Zed be the bad guy. For what I think it uh, was going to uh, be I, finale season of Power Rangers. I'm like this just makes sense. I personally think that the team that worked on Cosmic Fury dropped the fucking ball. I, I think they I I think I think it was a bait and switch. Button, I think button, they, button. I think I think they dropped the ball. I think they dropped the ball on this particular character. And and you and I talked about this. You we we talked about after after we had watched the finale together. Second time for me because I needed to see your so, reactions. Right. So so we talked about subverting expectations. Do we want to talk about so, this hour later? Uh, I don't know. Cause it's, it, cause it, cause you almost have to talk about it now because it, because the Zed character, they, they basically put, they try to pull what they pulled in time Force with Rancic, but the difference being Rancic already had some sympathy towards humans. And it Just was his a daughter. Little, and what it was really his daughter. It was his daughter. And his daughter brought she, him over. Yeah, because she was protecting a human baby that she delivered. Right. She had already made the 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 turn. So, and he needed so, but, to see something he loved, caring for something that he technically hated, but it was something that was that was innocent. Because Rancic, Rancic. Rancic is a is a horrible zealot, but he's not a monster. As weird no. as that sounds, he's not a monster. Lord Zed is a Lord, Lord Zed is a monster. Lord Zed's a monster, which is why I don't understand I, how he got purified by the Z Wave and Ecliptor didn't. But I'm not. I'm yes, I'm not letting that go. He, but uh. Lord Lord Zed is a monster. He is he is all by all intents and purposes he is. Dark Spectre in this universe because Dark Spectre does no Dark Spectre no longer exists. In fact, Lord Zed calls it out. If Dark Spectre could see me now, you know, like Dark Spectre does not exist here. It is only Zed. Zed is the supreme evil. He has achieved his he has achieved supreme evil status in Cosmic Fury 
And what do they do to defeat him? They talk him down. They talk him out of being evil. I didn't. <laughs> they, they talk arguably the most iconic villain in Power Rangers history out of being evil so that he could go live out his nightmare with his ex-wife. That was his punishment. What, it's not an ex-wife, but, as far as he knows. Don't worry, they never got divorced or anything. Okay, that's true. That that, that is true. That is true. Uh, which, they did the way, love no each bar- other. But by the way, no Barbara Goodson. What the hell, guys? You uh, got her for you, once and always, but not a cameo for this. Right? You couldn't Does do like want one more voice- money. <laughs> you, you couldn't do one voiceover for her. Like, come on, guys. Um. She knocked it out of the but, park as Robo Rita. Yeah. So, so <sighs> I hate this. I hate every single thing about this. I do. I think that the Dino Fury season, what? I think Dino Fury, <laughs> I think, I think the Cosmic Fury finale is one of the most wasted opportunities in Power Rangers history. It's an insult to the franchise. It's an insult to the character. It's an insult to the fan base that expected more from this series, that expected more from that character, that expected more from these Ranger characters. It's an insult. It's a waste of fucking time is what it is. The finale is is hands down. This is hands down one of the worst fucking finales in Power Rangers history. I, I, I'm sorry. People are like, they're rolling their, I know people are rolling their eyes. I mean, Michael, you're making, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Damn straight. I am damn, damn straight. I'm making a mountain out of a molehill because this is a wasted opportunity for a, for a season finale that is supposed to wrap up 30 years of lore characters and action. This is a lackluster finale that deserved way better. The, The characters deserve way better than this. And they talk, they talk Lord Zed down from being evil. You don't want to be evil anymore. If you want to live, Zed, you're not. You'll decide not to be evil anymore. You know what? If I were Zed, I'd say, you know what? If I'm going to go down, you're going to go down with me. And that's how they should have ended it. They should have just pulled. They should have trapped. If they want to do it, trap Zed in the morphing grid. Just pull the damn plug on all of it. That way, there's no powers. There's no morphing grid. There's no Zed. There's no nothing. That's how you end it. Not talking, not, not sweet talking Lord Zed out of being evil. Like that's not how you do it. You don't play it safe like that. That's <laughs> Cosmic Fury is <laughs> this whole, the finale is tell us how you really feel. <laughs> well, I probably cut half of that out. So you probably didn't hear how I really feel. Um, <laughs> But you, but you get but you get, listeners with but attitude. I am waiting but, for no, this. No, no, no. But seriously, you get the but you get the point. It's a it's wasted. Like this character is wasted. Now I'm wondering how much of it was the fact that it was so expedited that it was a ten episode season. Blah blah blah. But there could have been more. There could have been more done with this, Nathan. Could there not have been? Yeah, I am with you. Listen, I, I'm with you there. I think the time force comparison is extremely apt here because we still had a fight with Rancic. He just mopped the floor with the Rangers and made them look like chumps. And then it's something he decides to do, not because the Rangers are reasoning with him. It's extremely 
character driven and it's something that w- that the show built toward it yeah. was still within character you don't talk to a villain like zed you don't no. <laughs> I, to use a line from the falcon from the winter soldier he's not the kind of guy you save he's the kind of guy you stop Zed is yeah. not Zed is meant to be a purely evil villain and villains like that are perfectly okay. They yeah. are perfectly okay. I know we dote on the ones who have depth and nuance because they're such great characters, but villains like Zed are perfectly fine if well implemented. Right. The Joker really honestly is just a purely evil villain. And people love that character because he is the purely evil villain. He is the perfect foil to Batman because Batman is control and discipline and order. And the Joker is pure, unadulterated anarchy and chaos. That is the whole point. That is what makes the Joker work as a character. Zed should be allowed to be that sort of a character. There's there's no look, we love villains as much as I like that character. Like we and we love villains with nuance. There's really not a lot of nuance. It, but Zed, like Zed doesn't is, need to have it. He doesn't need it. He doesn't he need doesn't it. He need just that, needs, he doesn't need to have it. I mean like like Sauron from Lord of the Rings doesn't have he has zero nuance. But he doesn't need to have any. He's supposed to be the nigh omnipotent evil that must be defeated because if he gets what he wants, he's going to rain darkness upon the ent- on all of Middle Earth right. and his power will right. be absolute. That is the point. Right. right. He has to be kept in check. He has to be stopped. There's no reasoning right. with him. Right. Zed, there is no reasoning with him. He's pure, unadulterated no. evil. No, and, and and that's what I said. The fact that even they, like the they fact said that in Dino Fury, he was brought back at his most evil. This is not. Mary- this is not the most evil. That's bullshit. This is not the most evil. <sighs> this is not the most evil. Like if you're if you're able to reason, it's 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 almost like the writers of this show just backtracked on everything they established in in Dino Fury. If they're able to quote reason with the most evil version of the most iconic villain in the Ranger franchise, that's it. We'll unpack the more I think about the finale when we get to the awards because we're gonna need it. But yeah, yeah, I feels good. I, I feels good. I hate this. I hate this. I I hated every moment of that finale. I hated it. Hated it, hated it, hated it. All right. Well, like I said, we'll unpack it more as we go. We do have other villains we do need to talk about for what it's worth. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. For what it's worth, I'm still trying to figure out if they're from the Sentai or or rather how many of them are from the Sentai. Because I know at least one of them is. Uh, Inkworth is from the Sentai. Inkworth was the butler. Played by Chris mm-hmm. Howden. He is from the Sentai. 
you want to talk about a massive demotion. Yeah, he's a, he's effectively the the leader, the de facto leader of of the of the villains Q Ranger. But here he's just yeah. the put upon butler, butler who gets to have <laughs> one fight to defend Zed's Eltarian pa- uh, palace. He gets beat and that's it. Yeah, basically. That's but the basically whole <laughs> but but Bajilia but Julia Nair, get it, guys, get it. I actually saw uh, somebody who tweeted out that they watched the whole show, and didn't realize how fantastic that was. I'm like, come the frick on! I knew it as soon really? as I heard it. <laughs> but maybe it's because I will practice in the art of punning. I don't know. But voiced by Amanda Billing, she's an evil CEO. She now, I will admit. It's a little meta funny. The company's funny. Squid Ink. Yeah, it is. Ink. Squid Ink Ink. Yeah. Okay. You get credit for that, That's, guys. That that was fun. You get that. You get you and her you design. Get again, if she she seems like a Sentai design. If she is from the Sentai, please someone tell me. Because I tried looking up on the Ranger Wiki and I couldn't find anything that confirmed that or not. Mm-hmm. But she has she has is a suit and tie, but she also has a skirt, but the skirt is made out of tentacles. So it's real. It's a really clever design. Mm. But when you boil it down, she's basically a crony capitalist. Basically. Yeah. She's basically just a crony capitalist, but to tack this on to your rant, Zed's a tool. Cause apparently she is the real mastermind. It was Bajulia all along. Because she's I don't the one think who brought because she's the one. She didn't bring Zed back, but she broke, but she got Zed out of his crystal prison from Dino Fury and realized that she could use him. Because he would be power lusting and would be looking for things that will eventually decide to do everything that that's, he did. And she, basically, she was just pointing him in the right direction. That's so flimsy. It's so flimsy. So, it is so flimsy. So you bring back the most iconic villain, other than maybe Rita Repulsa, mm. the most iconic villain in Power Rangers, and you turn him into a tool for a villain mm. we've never seen before never. now. Right, exactly. Which makes me think that the writers of this show didn't know what the f- they were doing. Now, the, and, and to make it even wackier and inconsistent, she's seemingly incredibly OP. She's got Lobo syndrome from DC Comics, and this sort of power they gave to him because he's meant to be a joke. But she can regenerate from a single cell because she gets blowed up, but she comes back. Then the next episode, she's like, ha I can regenerate from one cell. I'm like, then how do we know you're dead at the end? Because the closest thing we get to an actual action finale is she does a flying lunge at the Rangers and they use their combiner cannon, shoot her once and they're done. Yeah. And that's apparently takes her out. But her daughter, who also got blowed up with her, she never comes back. So mom can do this, but... Little Squillia can't. Is there a reason mm. why, guys? Can, can you explain, please? Please? No? Oh, okay. Mm-mm. I mean, she's entertaining. There, she has some funny lines. 
I think I wrote some of them down. I just, I don't care. Yeah. I literally don't care. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, like I, I said, she had some good singers, but, and I was I, fine when at first she just seemed to be the, you know, the evil tycoon who is in cahoots with Zed and is probably funding his operation. And then we get the big plot twist that she's the real mastermind. It doesn't look, it, it doesn't have to be, honestly, it, it didn't have to be this complicated. And I think it's disrespectful to do it this way. I, I it did not have to be this con. And I want to be honest with you, Nathan, I, I could care. I know we got to talk about them, but I could care less about the squid trillion air people. I, I, I could care less about squid ink because the only villain in this show I cared about was Zed because I think that's the only villain that deserves. Well, which I think Zed. just goes to show you how poorly implemented this was because they should have made people care about these new characters. Like I, I don't, I don't care. Like I literally don't care about these new characters. They don't do anything outside of add some color commentary. They just don't. They don't do. If anything. they had just been minions, I think we would. I think we would be more more forgiving. I think so, but they weren't, and so I'm not going to forgive it because it was it was pointless. I think I think we can go easier on Squillia though, because she's meant. Yeah, she's not meant to be anything other than what she is. But Julia is supposed to be the real mastermind. That's the thing. I don't care about. I don't care about Bajillia. Like Bajillia is a waste. It's a waste. Such a waste. It's such such a freaking waste. Yeah. Squillia, her daughter, will move on. Played by Brooke Williams. I will admit, even though it's about as 2023 as you can get. <laughs> It's right. still really funny because she's a social media influencer. She's an evil social media influencer. She's practically a parody of these things. Like she is obsessed with live streaming and getting likes and creating content. And she's got she's got a, a selfie stick with a phone. And she, so and she's so and she she if she wasn't an evil alien squid girl. She might be the perfect lady for you, for <laughs> Aria Michael. She's a Zed fan girl. Come on. <laughs> she, she, well, she reminds me of our friend Elijah because Elijah is also, Elijah is also our, is also a evil wannabe social media influencer. He won't listen to this until he's like 42 years old. So it's, he's not going to. Yeah, he'll be like, yeah, he'll be retired by the time he's listening to this. He's like, oh, finally finished all the Power Rangers. And now I'm going to listen to my friends, Michael and, and Nathan's podcast. Uh, are, are they still alive? Uh, I, I think I killed them with all my gatekeeping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We love you a lot. He'll, he'll, he'll call. He'll, he'll call us, and we're when we're in the nursing home. He'll call us. Like, you, you, you sons of bitches! How dare you say that about? How dare you say that about me? I was like, "What are you no talking wonder, about?" No wonder my show never, it never got any more viewers. 
It's 50 years ago. That's because you guys tarnished my good name. His, <laughs> his, his, his villain arc. His villain arc. His, that's but, that's and, his villain but arc. But anyway, anyway, unfortunate comparisons aside, Squillia, I have to admit, at first I'm like, oh God, she's going to be insufferable. Oh great. She's a social media influence. It's going to be even worse. But as it went on, I could tell the writers were like, we're just going to lean into this. Social media influencers are ridiculous people. And we're, they are, they, they, oh, they're you asking, know. <laughs> they are asking to be spoofed. All right. They are just asking I, for it. And to be favorite. honest, the, the, the sad thing is Squilly is not that far off from actual social media. Influence, oh, like, no. like Instagram oh, no. girls and TikTokers. Like, no, they're all, she's they're not all, that they're far all. off. No, they're all brain dead. They're all brain dead. And which which means which which makes that moment where they're where they're trying to use their Rafconian powers to mind read, to mind mill. <laughs> they're like, there's there's nothing in there. There's nothing there. Oh no, like, no, there's like, like no that it's a mess. It's a mess. In it's there. a mess. It's way that might it's, it's worse mess. than being empty. They're like, it's a mess in there. It, like they're scared. Like, like they have seen things. Like they're like, oh, oh God. Oh. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's like because because the whole because the whole idea is they they capture Squillia in hopes that they can get information out of her, <laughs> but it turns out there is no information to be had because her brain is completely mush and full of nonsense. So much like every other social media influencer out there on the internet. <laughs> so so we were totally fine with Scoolia. She gets blown up. I, I, and I'm like, okay, I guess they're done. But no, her crazy mother comes back. Okay. Well, the so, funny thing is anyway. her mother doesn't care one lick about her. It's just like, if she, if she gets blown up, I don't care. It's, it's fine. She, she only cares about Scoolia so much as she can use her. Right. Which, Again, seems very on point about social media influencers. Hmm? Social media influencers being exploited by evil tycoons to make money. And as long as they're useful, they keep them around. So now that we have thoroughly uh, made fun of and, and, and picked apart Squillia and Bajillia. Uh, yeah. Two of the and, and we talked the about worst. Inkworth. All right. Let's talk about the, uh, the other. Well. How do we go about this? Do we go in order? Do we go in order? Yeah, let's let's talk about. Yeah, you know, we, we got to talk Inkworth. about the Scrozzle Ringsmatails because he comes back in this. He's like the Which one. He, he's like the one character who shows up in everything in the Hasbro era. Yeah. Bennett yeah. and company must just love this guy because he's original yeah. to Power Rangers. Right. So Scrozzle. Um, is, you know, he is the, I don't know if he, pl he takes, he takes sort of a backseat to the rest of the villains in this, this time around, because Scrozzle was essentially Zed's right-hand man in, in the latter part of Dino Fury. You don't really see a ton of Scrozzle in this. He's there. Like, you see him. He does things. He's there. He's there. He does things, but he, he, he's not as prominent necessarily as he was in, in Dino Fury. He was one of those people who was quick to stab it was Zed in the back, though. Basically, yeah. Because the finale of the show tries to be countdown to destruction at points, literally. 
We'll get to it. Anyway, I don't. I, I love Scrozzle. <laughs> if it, Carl, if you're listening, if you ever want to have Scrozzle on the show, consider my impersonation, my audition. I would be more than happy to play Scrozzle. <laughs> I think. I think if if Carl did Scrozzle, it would be a completely different characterization. I'd still do the voice though. Yeah, my tails. <laughs> old Scrozzle Razzamatash. You sound like oh, an old boy. Texan. I mean, didn't Scrozzle sound like an old Texan? Not really. No. Okay, whatever. Anyway, yeah. we're moving on. Dewdrop. No. <laughs> the unfortunately named Dewdrip. <laughs> Dewdrip. <laughs> okay, come on. He's only in the first two episodes, but I, Zed's got a really great line. With Dewdrip in the first episode. Come on. It was funny. That's right. It was. You did you did well, Dewdrip, but still, you're fired. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, even the rest of the characters like, really? Your name is Dewdrip? <laughs> and then he dies while monologuing. As you well, know. I mean, as you do. As you do. I might die. I'm, I'm, I thought I was going to die while monologuing my intense feelings towards the finale of the show, which I will never let go. Sir. I will never let that go. Good for you. It is, you know, I don't know how much it's good for you because you're my blood pressure shot up a little bit, but regardless. So moving on from do drip, we've got another one, another villain called Jostwick. No, Joe's Josotic. How do you say Josotic? Josotic. Yes. Joe's played by a repaint of the pirate guy from Dino Fury. At first, I thought it was like, is that the pirate guy from Dino Fury? It's not. It's not. No. So. Actually, is this like is this a play on Joe Exotic? Yes. Yes, it is. I just looking at her right now. It's a he's a reference to the Tiger King. Oh, God. Is this really? I was like, is this really a reference to the Tiger King? I just it just dawned on me after saying the name Joe Zotic. Holy crap. There's a Tiger King reference in Cosmic Fury. Does it help or how does that? Oh, how this show has really f***ed up. <laughs> uh, he's one of the villains who's actually still alive. True. I don't remember a whole lot about him other than that. Yeah, um, he's only in two okay. episodes. True. Moving um, on. Oh, yeah. Do drip voiced by Mark Wright. Josotic voiced by Ashton Brown. And now let's go on to on Wizo. On Wizo. This is the this is the pink armadillo looking one, right? Yes. Who I do think is from. The, yes, he is from the Sentai. Right. He is from the Sentai. He's one of the forms of the main villain in right. the Sentai here. He's a doofus and he has a crush on Squillia, but she's too dense to notice. Yes. 
And yeah, and voiced by Joseph with Withowski? Witkowski, excuse me. Joseph Witkowski. 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 And the the other than having a crush on Squilia and creating a something of a love triangle because she's got the mother of all crushes on Heckle. The thing that I remember most about him is he gets to kind of sort of use adult language for the first time at Power Rangers. Sort of, yeah. Because he says, what was it? I'm going to make sure I get it right. It was was something like, my God, the drama or something like that. Oh, no, my God, that's that is brutal. Like, really? It almost sounds like he ad libbed that and then they just kept it. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets killed by Void Knight. Yeah. So that's about it. Yeah. He outlasted it. it. He at least outlasted the rest of our supporting villains. Most of them. And then we have a couple sets of minions. One, one from the are, Sentai. One are small one. foot soldiers, other ones are big. The big ones are from the yeah. Sentai. They are. It is true. Yep. But you have the Those. Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Which are which look like the Dollar Tree versions of the Quantrons. They look like skinny Quantrons. They true. Well, true. And you have two sets of them. You have in true Power Rangers fashion, you have the red ones and then the who who they you have the red ones who seem to be the ones that actually like the, the commanders. Right. So they have the actual commanders on the ship deck. And then you have just the silver ones who are the grunts, the foot soldiers. And they're fine. You know, they got nifty little blade guns, you know. It's fine. They look like, like I said, they look like uh, Dollar Tree version yep. Quantrons. Yeah, yeah, they they, they work as well uh, for uh, yeah. for, uh, for what they are. And I I do think they're, the name is funny. I do like the name. They're Zen-tone. they're not the most they're not the most impressive foot soldiers. No, but seen. I do like their personality because they almost see they almost they almost seem metatextually aware because they're like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, like, they almost like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this again. You know, that's that's sort yeah. of a thing. like they just kind of resign themselves to to their lot. Because there's because the, there there's the one scene where there's the one scene where their ship is getting ready to blow. And that's a whole, that's another thing, too. So it's like their ships, their squid drills uh, can morph into mechs, uh, mechs you know. So when the mech is getting ready to be destroyed, like there's a couple of scenes where I think Ollie is piloting a mech and he teleports away just as a, as the Megazord is getting ready to destroy it. And they're like, Oh no, not this again. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, it's fine. Like they're fine. It's like they're funny. not like all, it's funny. They're not that impressive. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. And then you have the copy guards. Who are the Bigfoot soldiers, and they are from the Sentai. They are, yeah. And they that is, are I from the Sentai. The They're I trying to remember exactly what they are. They keep talking about them. I'm like, what exactly are they? They look like they look like they kind of look like boom towers. They do. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking what? at one right now. Yeah, the, they do start off small, but then they can get big. I think is what it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they're they get thrown in at points to pro, you know to provide some sort of opposition and give them an, a reason to use the Zord, which that's the other thing that's kind of weird about Cosmic Fury. This really doesn't follow the typical Power Ranger formula. This mm-hmm. is not a monster of the week sort of a thing. It's closer to not, being a serialized streaming series, but it's not quite Yeah, that but either. it's not it's not very serialized. In fact, it's it, there are points in it that feel really episodic, which is another gripe of mine for this for this show. Is it sh- the fact that it's 10 episodes, it should have felt way more serialized than it does. Right. Right. But yeah, like I said, you know, they serve their purpose. All right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So I let's, did, let's, let's uh, highlight. A f- huh? Oh, go ahead. No, finish your thought. I was just going to say we can move on to the monsters of the week. We do have a few that I would uh-huh. consider monsters of the week, but they're more just glorified minions. And I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. Most of these characters are most of them are forgettable. The, the, I have six of them here and I only really remember two of them. The scuttle worms and which who are just uh, wild beasts. They're not allied with Zed. Yeah. They're not allied at all. In but fact, they're they, from the Sentai they, and they clearly yeah. had that suit sent over and they're that yeah. thing is a horrifying design. Mm. That that it, it it's yeah. like it's like the it's like the graboids from Tremors filtered through HR Giger or something. Like those things are terrifying. You know, and they like have like three heads and they're just worms with teeth. It's just yeah, they're they're terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. They look like arguably the best monster in the whole show, and it's not even a Zed minion. Well, they look like uh they look like walking leeches, is what yeah, yeah, they do. Because they got those like they got the round mouths, like just with nothing but teeth, and there's no eyes that I can see. And the they're but and they're just convenient mindless monsters that they that the rangers right. can just slaughter without prejudice don't even have to think right. about it and they're disgusting and you know we talked about they were gonna one took soul and was to her to its nest and was gonna feed it to its babies and just yeah it they're, they're fine right. for what they are you know to create trouble for the rangers when they're stuck on that one planet for a while mm-hmm but the rest of them, I, I mean, you know, it's Crimzo, Snoutia, Quado, Jadana, and Ugo. I only remember Snoutia, who is Snoutia. And Snoutia is a is an anteater, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I so. Yeah. It's an anteater. I'm going to look really quick here just to. Confirm. Well, it's. Uh- I, I kind of remember Jadana because Jadana reminded me if I'm remembering, if I'm thinking of the right character. There's re- nothing here for Snoutia. Other than okay, so it rem- so so Jadana sort of reminded me of. Um, oh, God, old girl from um, uh, Jungle Fury. Um, Shoot. What was her name? The chameleon. Oh, uh, 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 
I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. Although, just to let you know, according to this, her Sentai counterpart is based on the mythical creature called a Baku. Oh, okay. Which is a yokai. Oh, all right. So there you go. I mean, these are these are these are pretty. These are pretty. Camille, thanks. Because chameleon, oh, Camille, chameleon. Yeah. Ah, but I'm Tish. Um, sure. I mean, these are all pretty forgettable monsters of the week. Yeah. And the only opinion. reason I remember Snoutia is because Snoutia lasted a little bit longer and did some silly things. Yeah. With Ollie. Like, get caught like, by some, Ollie was just being but, hyper serious and he wanted his own team and he got... <laughs> He got Squilly as backup dancers, and she was one of them. And they're just idiots who get basically one shotted, except for Snoutia. Snoutia lasted a little longer. Right. That's about it. So, like, but like yeah. I said, it's not really a Monster of the Week show. The Scuttleworms come the closest to being part of that. Right. Right. All right. Off to the Zords. And I've think this is the final list for the Zords. Let me double check. Well, outside outside of the Legacy Zord showing up, we don't have you don't have that on the list. No, I don't. And well, now the list looks a little bit different now than what I have in the notes. The because you have I'm looking at it. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So it's the Cosmic Fury Ultra Zord. Which is an upgrade from the Cosmic Fury Megazord, which has the Cosmic Lion Zord, the Cosmic Wolf Zord, which Billy gets to pilot a couple of times. Nice job there, guys. The Cosmic Bull Zord. Well, I'm calling Bull Zord on this show. Yeah, I couldn't help but. Yeah, yeah. We've made that joke before. The Cosmic Chameleo Zord, the Cosmic Shark Zord, the Cosmic Cobra Zord, the Cosmic. Eagle Zord. Then it just says unnamed Gold Zord. Ugh, come on, guys. And then Cosmic Scorpion Zord, Cosmic Grizzly Zord. Grizzly. And then there's an alternate combination called the Cosmic Dragon Zord. And I texted you when I got there because I watched most of uh, We watched the first three episodes together. You had to go do stuff. I finished the show without you, and then I wa- rewatched episode 10 with you. Because I wanted right. your reactions, and I one of the cryptic messages I texted you was, Ew. in true Lord of the Rings fashion, was they have a dragon sword. <laughs> they have a dragon. <clears throat> a dragon sword. So we have the cosmic dragon sword, which is the cosmic, the regular cosmic dragon sword. Oh, it's the cosmic dragon megazord, and then which is the cosmic dragon sword with just two auxiliary swords. Mm-hmm. any combination yeah. right and these are all from the sentai these are all from q ranger mm-hmm. yep not my favorite megazord i it's they not my favorite megazord weird. either although i like one i like the individual i like that they pilot the individual cockpits or they they're piloted by individual cockpits i'm glad that they ditched that stupid standing cockpit from dino fury um, I'm glad they ditched that. I am not the biggest fan of this particular Megazord, but honestly, we've seen way worse. We have seen way worse. And I'm just glad that 
the Zord list is mercifully short. Yes. Quite. Ha ha! Ha ha! The <laughs> Scratch it off the bingo card. We got it in there. Well, <laughs> well in addition, well, also in addition to, you know, we have some legacy Zords that show up. You know, we have the Dino Megazord, the Astro Megazord, okay, the I'm Galaxy Megazord. When we talk about the final episode, because you want right. to talk about a letdown. And I kind of prepared myself for it because like they're making it sound like we're gonna have a bunch of legacy characters show up. I bet it's just gonna be the Zords, aren't they? Because then they could just use CJ. Anyway, we'll get there. <sighs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So they ha- I think that the, so I'm trying to remember the list offhand. It's those the it was the Dino Megazord, the old Galaxy Samurai. And I I want to say Lightspeed Rescue? No, it wasn't Lightspeed Rescue. It was uh let's see in it was uh MMPR uh Lost Galaxy in Space um Samurai and what was that other one? Crap. Ninja Steel? I think it was Ninja Steel. Yeah, I think it was the Ninja Steel Zord. The Ninja the Ninja Steel Megazord. What a weird selection. I, I'm surprised they didn't bring in the Beast Morphers Megazord. I would have actually that would have actually made much more sense, but okay. The, the, well, yeah, but let's completely skip the Disney era. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I don't have much yeah, to I mean, say about these Zords. Also, hilariously, they get destroyed in the penultimate episode by Master Zed. Like they're just flies being swatted, and that's handled with he gra- and that's handled oh with the gravity God. of someone dropping his Lego set and breaking it. He one shots the Zords. But then they talk him. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. We're we're saving it for later. We're saving it for later. All right. And now for the, for the first time since once and always, what for some people is their favorite segment, which is our thematic segment, thematic discussion. Now we've done this with some of the Sentais, but you know, we started this with doing it with, we started doing it with power Rangers and this is the last time we're going to do it for Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. So the theme that we sh- the theme that we settled on because Cosmic Fury is a little bit of a mixed bag, we'll say. Uh, so the theme that we settled on was sharing the danger. There's which other words a, you could use for this, like camaraderie, community, right. perhaps. Right. But it's specifically stated in the show as. You know, we have to share the danger because they try to pay off the thing with Javi losing his arm by saying what we did wrong was we only had one person hold this. We all need right. to do it. And then they end up not having to do it anyway because we got Zato X Machina showing up. Mm. Right. Which that's a whole other thing. But the the sentiment was appreciated. And you were when I suggested that to you, you're like, but how does it apply to the villains? And then after I thought about it for a bit, I said, the villains are a negative example. Right. Because Zed has a line and I really like this line. It's like one of those times where like, they're actually writing Zed like a legitimate character. 
a legitimate villain where he says, there's a saying in the universe. There is no peace for the strongest, only survival. And that's a very, that's a very individualistic way to look at it. It is. It's also a bit of a variation of a famous Bible verse, which is there is no rest for the wicked. Right. But, and uh, both in that Bible verse and here, the idea is that the villains is he said like, yeah, there've been plenty of other warlords and stuff before me and after me. And we were always competing with each other. The, the, the United Alliance of evil does get name dropped at one point. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, yeah, the problem was that we were always competing with each other only, but only one person could be on top. Mm-hmm. Only one could. So, you know, the idea is that you are, if you are of that mindset, you are never at peace. You're just always surviving. Right. Because you have to be the one who comes out on top. The Rangers right. are the complete opposite. And we've talked about this in some past thematic discussions a- <clears throat> with like the power of friendship woo-hoo, and teamwork it's all, and all it's, of that. But this takes it it's all for, to a different level. It's like all for one and one for all kind of stuff. Yeah. Three Musketeers. <clears throat> yeah. So it doesn't have to just be one of them. That was the mistake they made. They let Javi put the staff in himself and it cost him an arm. And then they think, but if we do it together, we can Mm -hmm. all, we're going to share in that and we'll be able to dissipate it. That was the idea. And then that ends up being for not anyway. And we see the, throughout the entire show that the, the Rangers are always having to do things together. And whenever they mm-hmm. try to do things on their own, like Zato not sharing that he's slowly dying, it's to the detriment of the mission and the team when mm. they're actually treating the situation seriously anyway. Because sometimes they forget that it's Cosmic Fury and the universe is being conquered by Zed and mm. not Dino Fury when, you know we could goof around a little bit because we don't right. have somebody taking over the freaking world. Anyway. Well, it's it. it, it you, you're given the impression. Now you're not seen. You're, we're not shown this. We're, we're, we're told a lot of things, but we're not shown a lot of things, but you're, it is, impl- it is heavily implied that there are pockets of Rangers in resistance to Zed's forces. So, like in 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 also we talked about Tarek and um um Heckle 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 uh, we talked about Tarek and Heckle leading quote the resistance on Earth uh, against Zed's forces like that plays into it as well like sharing the danger sharing the danger there um, I think to a degree talking about going back to Zato. Um, Sharing the danger, uh, Ion sharing that, da- sharing that, that w- the weight of what's happening to his friend when he finally finds out what's happening to Zato that he's slowly dying. Bear like, one sharing in burdens, that right? Bearing one another. Yes, my brother's keeper. Sharing one another's burdens. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, and I will give the show credit. I do think it does exemplify that, and it feels. 
more sincere and <laughs> something like teamwork and ninja steel and mm. the power of friendship and operation overdrive i think that was what that was does. operation overdrive right yes i'm pretty sure that was Operation yeah overdrive. yeah <laughs> because it was, it. <laughs> because we were the most it was the most cliche theme for oh the, come on teamwork and ninja theme. steel was even more cliche True. I think it was even triter, to be honest. Because it's just, it's so obvious and on the nose. This one, I will say, it definitely feels better than that. It feels more sincere, like I said. And I will, I will, I will give Cosmic Fury credit in this regard that in terms of thematics, I think that it actually tried. Um, <laughs> but it just didn't it just didn't try as hard as I was that I was hoping. Right. And and I'm wondering though if I don't know if I well, I want to save it. I'm, I'm not gonna finish. Okay, there. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But like I said, there's something to be uh, something to be said about individual about individualism. And when you're an American individualism is a big deal, but at the same time, we can't deny the fact that we can't do everything on our own. And so I do think indiv- while I am by no means a socialist or a communist where everything is just mm-hmm. about the, you know, the communal good. Right. You know, and not the, at the expense of the individual, I do think it takes, a group of people, a group of individuals looking out mm. for each other in order to mm. make something work properly. And I think we see that here. I think it's better exemplified in other Power Rangers seasons. I think you could take this theme and apply it to in some form or another to what we've seen before. Because Super Sentai and Power Rangers is very team focused. It's, you know, it's a team. It's a superhero team franchise, superhero team show. Right. And right, you know, so it's you have to realize that you can't just run off on your own. As soon as you have somebody who tries to run off and do stuff on their own, they from apart from the rest of the team, they invariably cause problems. And well, I mean, we saw that we saw a little bit of that with Dino Fury too, with Ion trying to be trying to go a little rogue. Yeah, uh, in certain instances. Yeah, yeah, and. I, th- I do think there's real life applications. We've all worked someplace where you have a, you know, a team player who's not a very good team player. <laughs> it doesn't like, it doesn't work well with others. And at best, they're a nuisance at worst. They destroy everything or, well, maybe not destroy everything, but they end up just sabotaging the project. <laughs> Whatever. We'll say, say yeah. Well, we'll we'll say hindering. We'll say they could they end up hindering the project. Yeah. Right, right. But like I said, you. I don't know where exactly the balance point is, though. Where's the balance point between maintaining your individuality while also being part of a we'll say a team or a community? Right. I don't know exactly where that is because, like I said. Americans are known for their rugged individualism. It's what makes them unique. 
But America, but most Americans are also very big on their communities as well. That's the right. thing. It's kind of the I weird mean, I, paradox that it, <laughs> that is American culture. Well, I think that's like you need. I think you need community. You need like you need a common. You need a play. You you need a group of people to associate with. Right. Like we we're not so, we're not sol like as human beings we're not solitary people. We're very individualistic in our in our reasoning and the way we look at the world. But at the same time, we can't necessarily survive on our own. Like we're not meant to be alone. We're no. not meant to be by ourselves. Which I think was something we saw very very starkly in 2020 when people were cut off oh, yeah. from each other. Oh yeah. I think That's we all you, learned just you, how important community really is. Cause we didn't have anybody to share to quote unquote share the danger with. Cause we were all stuck at our houses and told that if we walked outside, we would die. Well, why do you think there are so many mental health problems now cropping up with people? Yeah. Like, like it's like mental and like we have several, we have several friends who, you know, have gone through or are currently going through like their own mental health crisis. Right. And I think when you're talking about quote unquote sharing the danger, I think that's why you need people when something dire is happening or you're about to take a risk on something. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you like Zato, you know, you find out that you're dying. Probably don't mm. want to keep that secret. It'll eat you up. Probably kill you faster. You right. share that with people. I've heard a lot of stories about people who either beats a, what seems like a fatal diagnosis because they had p other people supporting them yeah. or they mitigated it and they outlasted mm. how long the doctor said that they had, you know, mm. they tell them, Oh, you're going to die in, you know, six know, months, you know, six months. And they go 10 years, maybe mm. not that quite that extreme, but you know what I'm talking about? They last years instead right. of months. Right. Or if you decide to start on a new venture, you're going to start a business. You it's know, easier to do with a partner. Easier to do with a partner or you're going to undertake some sort of creative project. Like a podcast. Like a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a magazine. Where you, or whatever it might be. Uh, you want to bring people on who can help you. A podcast where you sit and watch thousands of hours of a 90s <laughs> superhero show based on a Japanese property. And take it seriously. And try to take it seriously. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds familiar, but does I can't it? place it. Yeah. It does. Huh. <laughs> huh. It's like Funny. it's like going on a, a journey, a trip, you might say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like uh, through it's like it's like going through something. Right. Together. Right. Yeah. The good yeah. and the bad. And the ugly. Uh-huh. The very, the very, very unfortunately. The the very, very at times very ugly. Huh. Huh. S strange. Strange how that how that all plays out. Yeah. Strange. A long, strange, strange how it's, it's been. Yeah, it's a very long, strange trip. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's been. Yeah, it's it's community community 
and sharing that experience with each other has been. It's, it's important. Right. I think it's important. I mean, we've, we've had the, just looking at, I think in both of our podcasting tenures, we could say this, but even just with this show, there've been ups and downs and the listeners have, with attitude have been very supportive. They have been through every, they have been through a lot with us. Yeah. It's a shame. Shame. It's got to come to an end at some point. Well, as Star Trek told me, all good things must come to an end. <laughs> all must, all good things must come. Although to an end. this is a quite right. the end. <laughs> this is not, not quite, quite. not quite. This is not quite. This is not quite journey's end, but almost, almost. Almost. We'll talk a little bit more after we do the awards. Are we ready to move on to the awards or do we need to impair a little more? No, I think we're ready to move on to the awards. We're ready to move on to the awards. Going to be a little bittersweet. The last bit of Power Trip Awards for a Power Rangers season. I'm qualifying that for reasons. Well, it'll be the last time it ever happens, but it's the last time it will be for Power Rangers, as far as we know, because we don't know. We'll talk about that when we do a wrap-up episode, but the future of the Power Rangers franchise is uncertain right now. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Very uncertain. Mm -hmm. And it's driving some of us a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Because for the first time in 30 years there's not going to be a new Power Rangers show on TV next year. Or at least for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I would mean. say. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, time for the awards, which we totally didn't steal from my other podcast, Henshin Men, that totally didn't steal it from Monsters versus Men. Haha, <laughs> the shtick is satisfied. The, the, the shtick for the last time has been satisfied. Well, for Power Rangers anyway. And first up, we have... The one award whose name we couldn't change. No, wait. This is the Power Rangers. This is not Sentai. We can keep the names. <laughs> right, right, right. Forgetting. Right. Anyway, it's, it's, Power it's, Ranger. The, it's the Ranger of Motion. <laughs> Double <laughs> that we time. give that we give for the best stunt or fight scene. Good sir, what do you got? Void Knight kills Um Wizo. Just because. Herrick is a badass and always will be pretty good. That's pretty good. And he just, he just makes, I love the fact that he just walks in. He's like, really? You want to screw with me? You want to screw with me? And then he, yeah, he, he, he wins with so much style. I I don't care that he kind of makes it look easy. It, Mm. It was, it was like a little bit of anime got into the show there for a second. I loved it. Yeah. So for my Power Ranger Motion award, I'm going to go with the opening drone shot from uh, from episode one, uh, the bat and the battle that's going on at the at the at the same time. I think we both we both were very impressed with the camera work in Dino Fury, and I think the camera work at least carried over very well to Cosmic Fury and that opening drone shot where you've got the drone just kind of flying through as all as the as the Morphin Masters and the Rangers are all battling Zed's forces. I, that was a really good shot. That was yeah, a really, really good the, shot. The only problem is I do feel like that might have set the bar a little high because we're like, oh a little is the whole show gonna yeah. be like this? No. No, not at all. 
No, not at all. But just we agree on that to a certain extent. I had that for my Ultra SFX Sword Award for the best special effect. So you know, we've already unpacked it. So there you go. That was mine because of just how well done the camera work was and the effects that they threw in there, which is all original. They threw money at that whole mm-hmm. sequence. They threw a lot of money at that whole sequence. I gotta say. And be- and because and because and because first the name of the award and two there was a surprisingly lack lack of nostalgia for me and you know how much I love nostalgia I'm going to go ahead and just give the Ultra SFX Zord award to the OG Zords coming back even though it's even though it's CGI the CGI that we had in once and always even though it's CGI and even though it doesn't look great, it was still nice to see the Lost Galaxy Megazord and even the InSpace Megazord come back and get a little bit of action. I'm not sure how that works in terms of continuity, but, you know, you will let it slide this once. The yeah. sequence that where they're shooting at stuff reminds me of Gundam. If you've ever watched it. Yeah, Gundam a little bit. Show. Yeah, I've watched I've watched a little bit of Gundam. Yeah. Yeah. So it. it, it I'm glad it's there, but in context, we'll get to it. All right. More phenomenal Mad Libs for the best line. I've actually already shared mine. So Mm -hmm. if I'll just reiterate it, we talked, we meant, I mentioned it with the thematic discussion because I it was one of those times where like okay someone worked hard writing that and it's a moment where Zed feels like a genuine character and a genuine villain where he says there's no peace for the strongest only survival but what do you have Michael so for my award I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to Zato or no hang on hang on that is it Zato or is it somebody else saying this line? I mean, he looks like Zato, but he tells Ion, I just look like who you want me to look like. Mm-hmm. And so the line is, there's something I used to say in times like these. May the pause protect you. Pause. Dramatic pause. Dramatic pause. Yes. May quite. the power protect you. Yes, quite. But oh, apparently I that scene. I watched that. I watched that episode with you because I had to hear your reaction. And guess and what? You need to turn in your fanboy card because guess what? Listeners with attitude right over his head. I'm like, I was like, dude, why aren't you reacting? It's like, what? It was just, it's, you know, it's, I was like, but what did he say? Oh, no. I was like, he said, may the power protect you. Yeah, so he said, I used to say, this reminds me of something I would say at times like this, may the power protect you. It's breaking smart on you, moron! (laughs) (laughs) So, so yes, so, so I will admit that I was so disgusted with this episode (laughs) that it completely flew over my head that that is supposed to be Zordon. Now, to be fair, like, that was like this bombshell revelation that we get here. All right. They're like, Zordon is in the grid. <laughs> I would have, honestly, I would, but I would have rather them just 
bring back David Fielding and. I don't think they would have been able to get him. I don't even know if he would want to do it, to be honest. Um, Maybe. I mean, I saw him tweet about it. Yeah, I saw him tweet about it. I'm sure he'd be open. I'm sure he'd be up for it. Or, or at least maybe overlay Zordon's voice on top of Zado's voice. But I, maybe that might have been too on. Maybe that might have been a little bit too on. The I, I mean, give them credit I, for showing a little bit of restraint, restraint and creativity. But you know what? For something that's supposed to be a 30th anniversary season, give me just just give me the sunshine and rainbows and nostalgia. Like that's that's what I wanted. <laughs> that's what I wanted. I wanted I wanted I wanted nostalgia and sugary sweet. I wanted sugary, addictive, sweet nostalgia and. You didn't give it to me. So at least not how you you wanted, right? Not how I wanted. And you and I did talk about this. Like we talked about the potential of Zordon coming back for this. And 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 what I like the idea of Zordon basically being like the good energy of the Morphin grid. It's see it feels appropriate. It feels appropriate. I don't it want does, him to be I a morphin master. I want him to be one with the grid. It just feels right. Right. But I still don't know how I feel about, you know, it being Zato and not just some figure. Again, again, he said, the grid is making me look like how you want me to. So it's not even Zordon making the choice. He just realizes, oh, I look like someone else to you because the Morphin Grid is this strange ethereal realm where the rules of how the universe works as we as we understand it don't quite apply. I actually really like that idea. Like they're actually trying to be kind of transcendental here in a Mm. quote unquote kids show. So I like the fact that they were playing around with that. But I wanted nostalgia. So I, I get wanted it. sweet sugary nostalgia. Anyway, it's now time to talk about my favorite award one last time. The I, I, I can't believe that happened award for the craziest moment. Mine is a little more cynical. No, we have the same one. I think oh, we basically we? have yeah. the same oh. one. Uh, basically, yeah. Okay, so hit the button. <laughs> No, tell me to hit the button. button. Don't hit the button. Oh. Don't hit the button. Actually, you know what? Hit the button. Yes, Rentmaster <laughs> activated. This is what not going to be the so much of the a- last episode. I would. I just. <laughs> it really. It started halfway through episode nine because I'm like, wait a minute. You went to the trouble of making Super Zetter, and you put him in the tube. Inside of two minutes? Mm-hmm. First off, why are you doing it now? No. And now you're putting him in the tube. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll give you a little leeway show. Yeah, okay. So we'll have Bajilia betray him. And then we're going to do... Wait, and then it turns into Countdown to Destruction. Because they tell everybody that their ultimate plan is to do the anti-Z-Wave. There's even a joke I, I about a- copyright infringement. 
I was I was going to say, like, I don't I don't particularly mind the whole reverse Z wave. I, I don't either. And at least they're self-aware enough to know, like, yeah, we're ripping ourselves off here. But right. <laughs> so I give right. them credit. Right. I give them credit. But then they do a literal countdown to finish off the last episode, which I'm like, OK, this is getting a little on the nose now, but it's a good way to end the episode. And get mm. people to watch the next one. But it was at that moment when they put freaking Zed in the tube. So he's yeah. kind of like the anti Zordon. Okay. I'm getting what you're, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Show. I smell what the rock is cooking. Yes. I get it. I get it. But this is still a little odd. And I hope you know what you're doing in the next episode. But they're, but they build and build and build and build towards it. Like they even go as far as to crack the tube they that crack Zed the is tube. contained in. They say, we're going to need as many allies as we can get. So I'm starting to think like, oh, are we going to get other Rangers? I don't care. If it's just suits, I'm okay. I'm fine with if that. If it's just suits. Yeah. I, I, you've yeah. done it before. And I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. And then what do we get after all that buildup, after hearing people say, oh, there are other Ranger teams doing things. We get bad CGI Zords because I was telling myself, like, it's just going to be bad CGI Zords, isn't it? It's going to be bad CGI Zords. Please don't disappoint me. And I ended up being right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Ah. So all right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if legendary freaking battlefields more satisfying by comparison, there's a problem. I was going to say, legendary I just ba- compared this to legendary battle. Uh, I am being nicer well, to legendary battle because at least as terrible, as terrible as legendary battle was, as bad as the lead up was to it, as poorly implemented as it was, at least we got to see plenty of suits and we got to see characters we liked who actually were on screen and some of them had lines. It was still awful. Well, legendary legendary battle felt like a more proper send off to the franchise than this. And my issue, my main, main issue with everything that we've talked about with Cosmic Fury is for something that is supposed to end 30 years. I think I even I I know I wrote this in, in the group. I said I said playing it safe is not how you end 30 years. Yeah, because here's I, the thing. This is an action show. All right. This hmm. is an action show. That ends Why with no is action. The finale. No a action. bunch of talking. Oh, yeah. It's a bunch of talking. It's, Why it's is no it a action. bunch of talking? So they're playing it safe and being subversive at the same time. I can't believe that is possible. But this doesn't right. make sense. This would be, to give an extreme opposite I mean, example, this would be like, I don't know why. I'll go completely absurd with this. This would be like watching an episode of Downton Abbey and suddenly it turns into John Wick. Yeah. All right. That's the how patently absurd this is. Why right. are we just talking? Well, I don't care what the excuses and setup are for it. This it's this is not how you do it. We talked about it worked in time force because they built toward it. it. The characters were set up it in such a way that it here. would work. 
it doesn't work here because Zed is a monster, not a human being. Right. What was the other one that I was comparing it to? Like there was Time Force, and what was the other one? Uh, shoot. Oh, well, um, countdown. It was it was Countdown and Time Force is count, what we counted. Yeah. Well, the end of Time Force that what we were I was comparing it to because end of time it yeah. wants to be Countdown. It it's like it, it wants to be Countdown, but it also wants to be the end of Time Force. But it's and because of that, it ends up being a, a lousy version of both. Because I like, think fine, that's if you want them to go in there and tell Zed, hey, I, you need to listen to what we're telling you or else we're all going to die. Zed should have said, screw all y'all. I don't believe yeah. you. And then try to fight. Them, the plug. And then maybe they subdue him. And then they say again, you need to listen to us. We're all going to die if you don't give this up. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, maybe Pull he them. keeps going along with it. And then they really have, they basically have to beat it out of him. I don't understand why they couldn't just right. beat it out of him because that's the only thing that makes sense. Or you go the really crazy route, which is what I thought they were setting up. Now, mind you, this would have created continuity problems. So maybe that's why they didn't do it because we still got it. They set up SPD because they talked about alien refugees from the war going to New Tech City. Thank you for setting up SPD because SPD is canonically later. Cool. I'm not saying the rest of Zato's catchphrase. (laughs) So cool with that. And also you got to remember time force thousand years in the future. Fine. Right. But how epic would it have been if they went through with shoving Zed into the Morphin grid, so he is locked in eternal combat with Zordon, maintaining balance in the Morphin oh. grid. Oh. oh, what was, oh crap. What was the line? What was the line? Shoot. Um, is there was a line from Zed that when he talks about that, he talks about his like the like him and Z- Zordon and his conflict is what maintains balance. What se- what season it was, was that? something what along those lines, but like how mythic would that have been? Like the two arch nemeses mm. in the Morphin grid, locked in eternal combat, always maintaining balance. You could have right. had your cake and eaten it too. That's how you end this. You make right. these rangers, even if it's just a relatively small, but I mean, look at countdown to destruction. Yeah. We had big things going on. We had villains all over the place. We had battles all over the galaxy. We have characters coming back and helping out. We got all of this right. stuff going on. We got spaceships shooting at each other. What is ultimately, what does countdown to destruction boil down to a fight between two people, a brother and a sister. A brother and sister with yeah. a bunch of emotional weight. You could have done that here, except it's this team of Rangers who have been through thick and thin, overcome incredible obstacles mm-hmm. who are then sent by the veteran Rangers and told you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And then they take Zed, they shove him into the Morphin grid. And then the mentor who was there from the beginning, who basically made Rangers what they are, is what now if, holding and, him at bay and, and maintaining balance in well, the Morphin Grid. This, this is how you do this. Well, I'll go one step further. I'll, I'll actually go one step further and say, 
like you reinforce the sharing the danger aspect of it by saying, you know what, we're going to we're going to shut it like we're going to shut the morphing grid down. But one person is selected. So so say Zado. So say Zado says, I'm going to do it. I'll be the one. I will be the one to sacrifice myself. I'm going to shut it all down and you guys leave. They say, no, if you go, we all go. And they shut the whole thing down. And then that tur- that effectively turns the power. Like, how poetic is that? How, how poetic would that be? It would be because they say that could happen. But again, like I said, that creates continuity issues. That's why I say you do you do this. But what it is is that Zordon, his presence keeps Zed at bay so that the Morphin Grid is still usable. Right. The Rangers don't lose their powers, but now he is locked in eternal combat with so, Zed. Right. And, and that's and which you could create- then say, like, that's why there are people who could tap into the Morphin Grid and use it for nefarious purposes. That's how you can it have evil create- Rangers. It does create continuity issues. I understand that. But how poetic would that be, though? Like the the, the old tagline from the 1995 movie was the power is on. Like, what if you just turn the power completely off? I would what I would do is I think what you could have done is that you could have had everybody, the team, maybe messages come in from some of the other Rangers saying, do it. We need you to do it. This is the only way we're going to win. And then they do it, intending to make this sacrifice. And then Zordon intervenes and he keeps, like I said, he keeps Zed at bay so that it doesn't completely decimate the Morphin Grid and sever it from all of creation. This, the more I talk about this, the more like this would have been so perfect. This would have been it just so re- perfect, but it just there was just it, so much getting in the way of this being what it could have been. Cosmic, so much in the way. Co- cosmic, the finale in particular of Cosmic Fury suffers from lazy writing. It it's lazy from a lot of things. It suffers from a lot of things, but it's, it, it, it's this, lazy and all this Power Rangers wasted potential. That's really what this boils down. Oh, that's what. No, that really was wasted. No, for a thirtieth, for a thirty, and I know we're being super hard, and people are going to be pissed off, but I don't really care. Um, this cosmic the last Fury Power Rangers a, episode. We could say what we I don't want. Care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, it, it is Cosmic Fury is wasted potential. It is wasted potential. Now, let me just say this. I understand probably budgetary issues limited them, but it didn't limit their writing. I think Cosmic I was going to say Countdown to Destruction is still beloved in the fandom, and it got cut from three episodes to two. It still right, achieves what it set out to do for the most part. Right. So I lay this square. I honestly lay all this squarely at the feet of Simon Bennett and the writing team because I think Hasbro they didn't help. I think Hasbro didn't help, but the writing team could have fixed this and they could have done more with it, but they chose not to. They could have, they could have taken some cues from past, you know, people who have worked on the show made something out of nothing, but honestly, I don't think they gave it. And they just wrote a safe ass. They wrote a safe story. They, they wrote a safe 
palatable story that got them what they needed. And it honestly, this is a this Cosmic Fury is nothing but wasted potential. It's not, it does not feel like a 30th anniversary season. It doesn't feel like an anniversary season at all. It feels like another season with just the same old shit over and over and over. With it just it just it did not give me what I wanted, and I understand how that sounds. I'm not trying to be sound like a child, but it didn't. It for, for somebody for something that was promised to us to be the final season for now of Power Rangers to wrap up 30 years of that mainline continuity. This is a waste of time. This is a waste of this is a waste of potential. It's a waste of time. I'm not saying there's not good moments with with Cosmic Fury because they there are, but the fact that they wasted so much potential overrides all the goodwill that Cosmic Fury built, in my opinion. Yes. So here's my ranking: Hasbro era, once and always by a mile. Beast Morphers, oh, yeah. Dino Fury, way at the bottom. Cosmic Fury. Oh, absolutely. You that's, that's you agree 100%. with my with my ordering? I'm I I agree. I agree. Okay. Because right. once and because once once and always felt like a proper once and always felt like a proper anniversary. Beast Morphers is just a solid season. Uh Dino Fury with all of its issues is still acceptable. And there were some really tremendous moments, specifically with uh the finale in season two. Mm-hmm. Um the last quarter then, of the then show then he, is is Good stuff. Really, really good. good stuff. Really, really good. We were very impressed by the last quarter of of, of Dino Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus Cosmic Knight. Fury. Void Knight, top five. Well, maybe uh, not being a top five, top ten. Ranger Cosmic Vans. Fury did. Cosmic Fury did not live up to the potential that it could have. And I really, and we can dice. We, I feel like we can, we can save this for when we do our final, final discussion. Just you know, us, us talking about the experience of the franchise. I'm wondering if this is a case of, um, elevated expectations versus what we should have probably just been more potentially. I don't know. I, I'm still. So, like I said earlier, I I'm still go- trying to figure out how much of this was fan hype and how much of it was actually being done by Hasbro think- and, the, and the creators. Some of this, like I want to say some of the language that was used to hype up Cosmic Fury, it being the 30th anniversary, some of the like 30th anniversary to wrap up the main timeline, yada, yada, yada. I need to go back and le- I need to go back and look at those press releases for Cosmic Fury to see kind of what the language, what type of language was used right. to see if maybe this was fan hype or if this was actual hype from Hasbro. Right. If this was a- this, if this was ab- honestly, I'm just going to say if this was actual hype, if this was an issue of not fan expectations, but actual like expectations established by Hasbro and the creators of Dino Fury. Um, if that was the, if that was that, then we got the, we, I, the, we got the bait and switch and it was not, and it did not live up. We yeah, got a bait it didn't. and switch. It didn't. And just to, just to put the final nail in the, in Cosmic Fury's coffin. Tier ranking. I probably would have put this. All things being equal, probably at a C. But all yeah, of its problems fair. just. Re- oh, 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 let, me not- put it, let me put it this way. Things like the inclusion of Billy and 
Heckle and some of these legacy elements might have elevated it to C. But the weight of everything with this being the 30th anniversary and everything drags it down to a D. I don't think it's a complete failure because of things like Billy and Heckle and some of the fan service we do get. And, you know, like I said, there are some there's some very witty lines and everything in it. So I can't put it in F tier. I can't relegate it to Operation Overdrive and Megaforce for me. But it can't. But it is held back so much. Out of spite and out of anger towards it, I want to put it in F tier. But realistically, I can't because there are some good elements in it. So D is fair. Yeah, it's it's similar to it's similar to what I did with Ninja Steel, because I said Ninja Steel is really just the textbook definition of C. But two characters ruin it and drag it down. If if this one is dragged down by the weight of anniversary expectations and finality, if if you if you would have asked me right after watching it where I would have put it, I probably would have put it in C just to be just to be a little bit kind. but. Now that a few days have passed and I'm really had time to ruminate. And that was a very it, short honeymoon period. It's D it's D for me as well. I don't like this. I don't like cosmic fury. I think it's just a bunch of wasted. And this is, I feel like this is getting in our morphin time, but, um, <laughs> we might as well. <laughs> we have might to. as well. It's the last one. Might as well. Might <laughs> as well. This is probably. Good. You this- know what? I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start the countdown now. We're just gonna do it. We're gonna do it. All right. Well, Marcus said go. Morphin time. <laughs> um, wasted potential. Let- Hashtag wasted, wasted potential. <laughs> wasted potential. Legendary bat. Legendary battle did it better. Um, oh, I can't believe I have to it- say that. I, I really can't believe I have to say that. <laughs> legendary battle felt legendary battle felt so much more. At like least legendary spin-off. battle just threw a bunch of empty fan service as this one. Oh yeah. One pretended to have fan service. It, I, uh, that's the this, difference. This one, at least wait, empty fan service is at least sincere. This was <laughs> this this one straddled that line of 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 empty fan service of wanting to give us empty fan service, but also you know not. I don't know. I I just think the writers did a job with this. Honestly, I think the writers did a job, and I don't like it. I don't like Cosmic Fury. I will recommend Time. Cosmic Fury to no one. <laughs> I will recommend Cosmic Fury to no. I'm just gonna keep going. I will recommend Cosmic Fury <laughs> Bonus! to no one. I recommend Cosmic Fury to no one. Do not waste your time. That's a good one. Four hours of your life. If you want good Power Rangers, go watch the entire early Saban era. Go watch some of the Disney era. Uh, Go watch. uh, Like basically just look up our tier list and watch everything that's SNA. SNA. Yeah. Go, go every, go everything that's SNA. Go watch that. And Mighty Morphin. Go watch that. Go watch that. And then you'll be fine. You don't have to watch Cosmic Fury. If you, if you, if Lister with Attitude, if you liked Cosmic Fury, I appreciate, like, I still appreciate it. Or if we're, tell us, tell us why we're wrong. I really want to know why I'm wrong. Like, am I being, am I being too hard on Cosmic Fury? I don't think I am. But if I'm being way too hard on Cosmic Fury, I want to know. 
because I'm just incredibly disappointed by Cosmic Fury. I really am. And I want to know if it's just if it's um, what we were promised versus what I had built up in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I please. We I know there are people who disagree with us. I would prefer that you wait until after you're done with the honeymoon period, because I do think a lot of people are in the honeymoon period. And once they get out of it, so. they might rethink some things. I think there's a lot of I, I, I personally think there's a lot of honeymoon going and a, a lot, lot of copium. <laughs> there's a lot of copium, a lot of honeymoon stuff going on. And I understand that you don't. It's hard to admit that you, it's, it's hard to admit that something you love so much is ending on such a low uh, is, is ending on such a low bar, right? It's hard because we had somebody and I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to name names or nothing like that. And I, we had a comment in the, uh, legacy group, like you people are never satisfied. Like, well, I understand that sentiment because a lot of times nerds are not ever satisfied. And we, yeah. we analyze things and we talk about things to the nth degree and we put these certain expectations, but at or the sometimes, same time, or sometimes I think we get fans, nerdy fans, get disappointed, not really knowing what their expectations are. They just right. know they're not so, happy. Right. So I don't think that's a case of that. I think we knew what we wanted going into it. We knew what we thought. We we assumed what we were getting, and it did not live up to those expectations. And you know what? I have every right to be pissed off at at Cosmic Fury because. This is if this is the end and it should not have ended like this. This is the end. Potentially, this is the end of what as yeah, uh, Rangers I mean, as we know it. I, I'm trying it should to, not have ended. Like I know this. I'm trying to think back on other times where the franchise almost ended and whether or not and how this compares to those like if, uh, if well, Power Rangers had ended, if Power Rangers had ended. We'll go with like the really definitive with like the really definitive ones. Countdown to destruction. I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Yeah, I'd be happy. RPM. If it ended with with RPM, even though that was on the end of the well, it was. I think at the time they were playing with it being actually in the future, not an alternate universe. That was a retcon later. If they had stuck to that. I think I would be happy. After that, I I don't know what other. I mean, it, I I think Wild Force was going to be the end for a while. That would have been time a Force? weird. That would have been a weird time to end it. No, I don't think the. I don't think there was any danger of it ending with Time Force. Mm. I don't think so. Although if it ended with Time Force, I would have been happy. I would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> if it had ended with Legendary Battle, that would have been stupid. <laughs> I think it's fair. I think we can talk about this. Right. In we our can talk about episode, this which, the, yeah, let, our, uh, let me, uh, uh, let me take this moment to tell everybody what the plans are for the podcast going forward. And we'll, I think we can unpack this more when we have a little bit more time, but here is our plan. Obviously things have not gone exactly how we thought they would. For both positively and negatively in that regard with the show. Right. Right. And which, again, we'll explain more in the next episode. But our plan currently is to do two more. 
Mm-hmm. We will do a wrap up episode within the next couple of weeks. I don't know if it will be a live stream there. I, I've thought about suggesting we do it as a live stream so we can have a little bit of interaction with the listeners as we're doing it potentially, but you will get a wrap up episode where we're going to reflect back on everything that we've done in terms of the, of the power ranger coverage and all of that. Give you a little peek behind the scenes with everything that's been going on to explain why season two hasn't gone quite how we expected all that stuff. I'm going to make a list of topics for us to make sure we tackle. And that will be effectively the end of the show. The the finale finale, the finale. However, in true Tokusatsu fashion, (laughs) you're going to get an epilogue. You're just going to have to wait for it. Yeah. The epilogue 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 will be legend of the white dragon. Once it finally comes out, we were going to do it this year, but it got delayed again. So we uh, we are promising you right now on the air, no matter what, Legend of the White Dragon happens. Legend of the White Dragon. It just feels right. For it's technically not Power Rangers, but it's so adjacent. It's in the room next door. It's JDF and a bunch of alums. And if nothing else to honor JDF's memory, we feel that we should cover it on the show. As for, we mentioned before, as for, you know, interviewing Jason Font, I am still going to try to pursue that and see if I can make that happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. It may be part of the Legend of the White Dragon episode as far as I know. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I plan on being a part of that one too because I would be just, I would honestly be disappointed. He offered us the opportunity and I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste it either. And I, and that's, and it's something we've mentioned on the show that we were going to do. And I know that there are listeners that are big fans of Jason font, uh, that would so. love to hear it. rightfully. So, cause he is, he's a good ambassador. He, he honestly is a good ambassador for the franchise. Um, but we're going to be doing the interview. If we can get that probably, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm not making any promises for that. I think we originally were thinking we would do it in the lead up to Legend of the White Dragon, but it's been postponed. So I might suggest that to him. It's like, we don't have to do it right now, but if you would be willing to do it to, you know, in the lead up to Legend of the White Dragon, that would be really cool of you. So we'll see what happens. I will follow us on the socials to get updates on that because I'm not entirely sure what's happening. But Like I said, you are guaranteed for sure two more episodes, one in a couple of weeks and one sometime in 2024, whenever that movie comes out. So, you know, we're in October now, which, you know, which, you know, effectively, it doesn't throw us too far off the original schedule because we're getting ready into because we all because we planned on, you know, taking off for Christmas. And we planned on taking off for the entire month of December anyway. Yeah. The holiday we just, season, we so. just ended up not producing as many episodes as we were expecting. Right. So we're effectively yeah. ending sort of on schedule, but it's just, yeah. not. but we, but originally we were going to do more Sentai and comic books <laughs> and we, and we'll, we've cut we'll, those off, not at the knees, maybe the waist, but, and we'll, and we'll unpack that when we do our wrap up episode, but, 
So yeah. You, so so we're we're not quite finished yet, but that is the plan right now. Yeah. Right now. And we'll keep you updated on what the fine quote unquote final episode is gonna look like. Yeah. So all right. All right. Well, that was uh Cosmic Fury. That <laughs> uh, was Cosmic Fury. That was oh, Cosmic that was... Fury. But this reminds me of something I used to say at times like this. May the power protect you. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marchand. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at the Power Trip Pod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcatchers. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations. Our theme song was created by JP Gant. Follow him on Twitter at homebrewedsd. We also use tracks from Super Sentai Complete Works 30th Anniversary Album. All film and audio clips belong to the respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Toei Company Limited, Saban Entertainment, or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! See ya!